6 down the line. Hey everyone, welcome back. This is 3D6 down the line. Uh, once again, we're playing our Dolmenwood campaign, episode 22. We're in the midst of the incandescent grottos at the moment. Um, I am John, I am the referee. I'm Mike, I play Alfred the wizard. I'm David, I play Brother Gwell. I'm Ted, and I play Old Con 5. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Matt is not, unfortunately not here with us tonight, so he is, of course, dead to us. Um, all right, so uh, first thing I wanted to show off before we get going is something that popped up in the latest patron package that a lot of us have been waiting for. Uh, so let me just switch, switch over to Owlbear here. So as you can see, we have a lovely, geographically accurate player map. So this is Dolanwood in all of its glory. Um, and zooming in here, you can see that we have hex locations and numbers and accurate distances and all that sort of jazz. So I overlaid a hex map on top of it so that if you, you can probably see here in the pre-war hex that if I measure it's six miles hexes, yay. Um, so the party right now, appropriately enough, is right in Fog Lake. And I got a nice big con five marker right there for everybody. Real easy to spot. <laughs> That's old, dude. That's cold. <laughs> That's the party right there. Uh, so, yeah, of course, uh, Murphy's Law says that, of course, this lovely map comes into uh, comes into play right when we're in the midst of a deep, dark dungeon. <laughs> so I uh, just wanted everyone to take a look at that. So this will be nice and easy for the players to be able to track from going on forward and for everyone else out there to see. Um, distances measured and traveled, hexes explored, ley lines discovered, shrines discovered, all sorts of cool secrets uncovered, um, and be able to mark those accurately on the map. That's what I'm hoping the players will do. We'll see if they take me up on that. Um, in the meantime, though, we go back, back. There we go. To the, I have map. a quick question about the map. Yes. Which Is one? all the green stuff trees? Yes. So it's like a wood? It is. It's a it's a wood with dolmens in it. Full of dolmens. Oh, Indeed. That's weird. All right. So last time we met our intrepid heroes, um, we were without Gwillem. Gwillem magically shows up, having made his way through to the rest of the group, hearing their screams, their uh, off in the distance. Um, uh, what had occurred? You guys had backtracked and you had uh, explored those alcoves that had like the broken debris in it, um, gone back to the rainbow room, um, and opened these double doors that led out into a large hallway that had a, uh, a weird looking mural of the evolution of man, um, starting as a normal sentient human and then morphing slowly into a gelatinous ooze like creature, which seemed to be according to this artist's representation, the ultimate expression of man. Um, but no sooner had they taken a look at it than um, vicious frogs leapt out of the chasm to the west and attacked them. Um, but thanks to Elfric's quick thinking, put them all to sleep and then subsequently to the sword. Um, or the spear. Yes. They had discovered two stairways down, both heading eastward. Um, they noted them, but decided not to go down and uh, continued to go east down that northern corridor where they had discovered um, what appeared to be large obsidian double doors that led to what they assume is somewhere quite grand um, in this long chamber from north. Well, actually, I should probably point to it here. Get everyone located. We're talking about right here, where we're at. Um, there's a long north to south corridor here that uh, 
where there was in the northern end there were three statues of oozes um each one uh, was made out of a different rock uh pink green and blue going from west to east um the pink one was of dripping ooze the center one was of mounded ooze that was the green rock and the east one was of tentacled ooze which was blue penetrating cold was wafting off of those oozes um towards you uh, but uh, your attention was immediately focused on the corpse that was sprawled on the other end of the room, on the southern end in front of the double doors, which you quickly discovered after grab after snagging the corpse and dragging it towards you was none other than Lady Beth Milda. Uh, yes, the uh, leader of the Ducal Knight contingent that had been sent to Prewart to investigate the whereabouts of the rogue Prismist. Um, and she had left a um she had a silver necklace with a pearl in it um some equip uh, some adventuring gear also had a a bronze shield um some chain mail and a sword as well um and of note as well you also found earlier in one of the frog's gullets a hand um and she was missing one of those hands yeah and there was a ring on the hand or something wasn't there yes yeah Platinum ring worth about two hundred gold pieces. Uh, Chainmail, sword, shield, backpack, necklace, uh, pack containing ten iron spikes, fifty feet of rope, twenty gold pieces. Sword is a hand and a half bastard sword. So, yeah. So last thing we had agreed was that we would carry the body out on the shield and get it out of the dungeon. Well, that kind of gives us the perfect opportunity to go pick up, <laughs> excuse me, pick, pick up Willem. Right. Right. I'm getting and, over a cold. Excuse and me. And then Halifax can stay with the body and do all his like nightly vigil prayer stuff. Oh, that yeah. None us, that none of us want to do. And, uh, and then, uh, oh, I have an audience. <laughs> and I then, okay. Um, so we're going to, we're going to, Oh, this is crazy. Um, uh, so yeah, I say we go pick up Gwillem and leave Halifax with the body and uh, and um, and so on. Okay, that's fine. All right, so normally I would say that, I mean, you know, it's not as easy as like, okay, so we just go to go back out and everything just ties up neatly. Um, that's not really the way it works. Um, but uh, in this case, maybe I will. Uh, all right. Okay. Sorted that out. <laughs> they are on camera again. You can't, you can't give your wife the boot, man. It's her house, too. As long as she signs the waiver. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, you're fine now. You're fine. Okay. So, yeah, we carry the body out. The bigger question, Golem, is that we determined, I believe, uh, and I don't remember now how, that the that the silver with the necklace with the pearl, we believe it to be a uh, magical. Love so yeah, it's a like protection of some kind. We don't really know what for sure, but we think it's magic, and we don't know. Did you just we just a game that. I don't remember, to be honest. Did you, did you buy a copy of the module and read it? Is that what's no, going on there? No, I feel like we've worked it out somehow, or somebody put I'll, it on. And, I'll tell you what I was going to say. I'll put it on. <laughs> like I think Matt. We, we know what it does. It's a plus one to magic saves. Oh, okay. Yeah. Awesome. So who who should wear it? Because we shouldn't be wasting this. I think that should be um, on Ted, personally. I think our squishy, squishy frontliner probably needs it. <laughs> I'm, 
My my uh magic save bonus is so bad that like oh, really... well, yeah. What's everyone's magic save? That's a that's a good good, uh, good very, very good uh, approach. That's so just, it's whatever your wisdom bonus is. Yeah, yeah, I haven't a wisdom bonus. Mine's like a negative two or a negative three. So for me, it's just kind of a waste. Oh well, I mean, unless you miss your roll by one. True. But how but about then you? ensues and everything's okay. Ah. Yeah, I've only have a ten wisdom, so I'm. Uh... Wait, I'm looking at Bregan. I was like, wait, wait a second, that's, that can't be possible. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> are we... where, where are you? I, uh, yeah, You're the, the same wrong, kind of character. Like, this is. I, I rolled a really terrible uh, friar. I didn't remember this. Um, yeah, I have uh, plus one. So uh, if it makes sense to neutralize your negative, Mike, that makes sense to me. Um, ten mm -hmm. plus yours. I have no modifier for for saves versus magic. And it would put it would put you at a plus two, plus one. Oh, plus one. Gotcha. Yeah. I think well, I think it, let's give it to Tattles. Okay. 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 All so right, well, uh, we can read it to me, and I will just wade into every magic scenario possible. If, well, hold on. Now, if you're backing out of the if you're backing out of the dungeon, um, are you moving quickly or slowly? Slowly. Slowly, if you move, oh, yes. if you move slowly back out the way you came, the, the shortest possible route, um, it's going to take. It's about 180 feet, which means it's going to take you about um, uh, three turns. So, or yeah, three turns if you're moving at 60, right? We are not equipped with infinite oil, Mike. Uh, I'm no, just letting you know. So, right if it's three turns, um, you will exactly get out of the dungeon um, after the your existing torch is will burn out like right when you get out. Oh, that's right. We're running on torches, aren't we? Right. Right. Now. Yeah. So are you oh, cool okay. with that? You're just going to burn through a torch. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I the, the, the one that you still have lit. I mean, you don't have to mark one off now. You've already marked it, but that one's done. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I still have a couple. All right. So I'm not going to roll for random encounters and just in order to speed things along. So I will say that you are able to make it safely back out of the caves. Um, and, uh, I don't know if we ever rolled for weather. Yeah, it's raining. Pouring rain, that's right, thank you. I don't know why I didn't write that down. It's the 15th of Simswald, yeah. Pouring rain. Um, it is nope. about 10 a.m. right now as you come okay. back out into the pouring rain. Yeah. Just want to remind everybody once again, my birthday is coming up on the 27th of Simswald. Okay. I, I expect a celebration. You want a necklace? He wants a grimoire. We want yeah, a grimoire. Yeah, I want a grimoire. I'll, uh, I'll uh, forage some lovely mushrooms for you to consume and go on a psychedelic journey for your birthday. I mean, that's cool that. too. That. <laughs> okay, so when you make your way back up, you see huddled in the cold, you see Sprout, of course. Um, uh, and uh, did I say the name wrong? Ethel. Ethel. Ethel, yeah, sorry. That was the mule in the other game. Um, Sprout, how dare you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sprout is the other <laughs> Sprout was the other <laughs> beloved mule. Everyone ends up with a mule. Ethel. Excuse me. Ethel. <laughs> this group's oh. mule, Ethel. Um, oh my god, I can't believe this. <laughs> Ethel, Gwillem, and um Pim are all in the cave, uh, huddled against the cold. And right. uh so you're gonna drop Halifax off to guard with Pim, I suppose. In the uh, span of time between, uh, well, in my absence, I, I had put my clothes out to sun and dry when we 
first delve, mm-hmm. and then I don't know what the weather has been between then and now. It's now raining again. Is it possible that those clothes dried and I can yes. put them back on? Yep. Okay. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put oh, you're naked. That's Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh. Your albino form is clear. Along with my other gear that was all waterlogged, uh, right. presumably is dry now, so that's good. Okay. Okay. Um, so, in the meantime, yeah. um, uh, so Argus is going to don the necklace. Gwilym, what spells um, have you prayed for today? Uh, light, detection of evil, silence. Okay. Just for flavor, let's say when you guys uh, arrive, me and Pim are throwing my uh, trinket dice. Uh, All right. Which are blackstone dice with white skull pips. Uh, oh, cool. And, uh, and I say, oh, that's good, that's good. If you'd gotten snake eyes, Pim, you don't know what Lord of Bones would want from you. <laughs> uh <laughs> I don't have one on the tip of my list, but Kim gives you a Pim gives you a witty retort, uh, much unlike the, the old Pim, because Pim is feeling his oats since the last time he yeah, came out of the dungeon. Yeah. You you notice a remarkable change in in Pim, um, as he seems to have taken to the adventuring life quite well and shown a little bit more, um, uh, what's the term? Vim. Sort of metal. He's shown his metal. metal. Yes, his metal. Very Although, good. when it suggested, Pim, would you like to go down to the dungeon? Pim is quite fine with staying here in camp. Uh, nope, nope. That's smart philosophy, Pim. Uh, keep, but, keep going with that. But Bregan is more, um, than, more than willing to brave uh, brave the dangers again with you. Uh, I want to. I kind of want to give Beth Milda's hand and a half sword a, a swing in, in, in the heat of combat. So I'm going to leave my spear with uh, Pim. And strap on Beth Milda's sword. Okay. And take that down next time. And we take uh, the shield too. Um, I have a shield. I already have a yeah, shield. He's got a cool bronze one that matches the armor. Just saying, we know your shield's not magic, but if you go use her shield, it might be magic. Yeah, we just carried a corpse on it, but sure, why not? I'll I'll, I'll take her shield too. <laughs> Fine. She's mostly dead. All right, mostly so dead. I. Don't think that Gwillem has actually met Lady Beth Milda. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, on the other hand, though, um, after your companions explain who she is, um, you do of course believe. Uh, you know, it, it would be stand a reason that, as a man of the cloth, that you would think that the a proper burial would be in order. Um, yep. Or I don't. You know, I don't know if you guys want to do it here or or what. But what do you what do you do with Lady, Lady Beth Milda's body? How, Matt had some particular notion about that, I think. So I'd say we 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 punt that one to next time Matt's around. Okay. Uh, assuming he doesn't remain dead to us, and I would say let's leave the body in a, that cave or the next cave over, mm-hmm. and Halifax can worry about it. Okay. Red different, different cave from the um, shapeshifter's tomb. Right. Yeah, yeah. We don't just pulling out bodies left and right. <laughs> <laughs> That's another. Uh, Bookmark for another time because Pim's gonna yeah. stay for now. But it might be useful to us to get Pim to become a little fifi, little fifi. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Think about, I don't know. Yeah. For those wondering, um, I'm just generally following. Once again, I forgot to look up the actual rule, but I, I vaguely recall in one version of old D and D that the moment that a zero level hireling has any uh, sort of adventure, like it basically comes out on the other side of a dungeon alive they immediately level and become a first level character so 
Uh, I'm not sure if that bears uh, out in the actual OSC rules, but that's what I'm going with. So um, uh, Gwillem, as the person who hired Pym, has the say in what Pym becomes um, as, a, uh, as a class adventurer. So um, whatever David desires, we'll, we'll make him that way. Anti-paladin. Yeah. yeah. Anti-paladin. Uh, make him a wizard. I'm going to make a cleric. I'm make him a cleric so both me and Pem can cast better than Mike. <laughs> <laughs> well, if he's a cleric, he wouldn't be able to, technically, just to be pedantic about it. But, <laughs> but a friar. Uh, <laughs> but a friar, double friars. <laughs> okay. All right, so it's 10 a.m. Um, are you going yep. to go right back down into the dungeon? Nope. Let's go. We're not here to, to to relax. I only have one spell left, but yeah. I don't want to take eight hours to no, sleep, no. relax. And... Got it. Okay, so yeah. uh, just before you go down, is there anything here in the camp that you're going to restock on before yeah. you go down? Well, how many torches do we got there, titles? Well, I have... Um... Two more on me. I and... have three more on me. Okay. There what is, is what? What is our current rope situation? Um, I am not actually personally carrying rope. Yeah, but I have I can... a suspicion a rope might be beneficial to us. That's true. Yeah. Well, there's rope on on the mule. So we I know we used 150 tethered three times for the first river adventure. Um, yeah, and then I put all that back, and I was I haven't yeah. been carrying it around. That was partially mine. Yeah. So do we want to just get 150 feet of rope and carry it with us again? Well, Halifax had 50 feet of rope. I had I can get rope off of Ethel. Did you have either of you guys have rope on you? My my um, 50 was part of that 150, but I can I can add. 50. I have 50 feet of rope too, but but yeah, I think didn't we recover that rope, David? What are you talking we about? I'm just saying. So. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh. That's what I'm saying. So, so, it said he put it on Ethel rather than... I put my rope back on Ethel. I have oh, my rope on I, me. I see. My mistake. Sorry. I don't need to get us caught in the weeds here. I'm going to have 50 feet of rope on me is all that matters. Uh, and we want to oil probably for lanterns. Well, I don't have any oil. All the oil that I bought, we stupidly left on the wagon. Oh, okay. Just totally forgot about it. So we don't have any oil with us. We just have the torches that are on us. No worries. That's fine. So, but fine, I'll grab the rope and anything else? There's uh, cook pots and there's a shovel. I don't think we need any of that stuff right now. So, okay. If we're looking at the map, we go back down in the dungeon. We have some options. We can go through the curved door where we, I think the Droon guy went. There are two more doorways with stairs down. So there's three different options for going down to level two. Right. We can try crossing the frog chasm. We can try the obsidian door. There was somebody door. on the other side of that, though, right? Like, there was somebody there, and they ran away, right? Uh, yeah, we think that there, because we think that connects up with the tunnel in the very first grotto. Yeah. And I suspect whoever's over there is the same you heard, thing, and I probably goblins. You heard chewing over there. You heard something being eaten. That's right. One more question before we go in. Sorry to. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Mike, you have light loaded up, right? Yes. Uh, should I replace my light with detect magic or detect evil for any reason? 
or sleep or something else? I I don't have sleep, but I, I have silence already memorized. I have protection from evil memorized. I can do cure light wounds, but that's really quitter's talk. Uh, so I was wondering if protection magic felt prudent to you guys or not. You know, not having stuff, a but... healing spell would not be the worst thing in the world there, brother Gwillem. I don't know. I don't know about that. All right, I'll put in Cure Light Runner. So, John, oh, sorry, no. just a quick amendment. Uh, it literally Light 22 Wound. games in, and he put his first Cure Light Wound spell on his character. Listen, we, I we intend to frostly take it off, and I, I take this as a, a deep betrayal of my uh, my. Then don't do it, man. Don't do it. You're the priest. Pray for the spells you want. There are other, there are other ways in this setting. Yeah. As we discussed, there's lots of herbs and stuff like that that can... Yeah, we've got potions with us. Keep but, your spells. But of course you have to have them. I don't know if you've got them, but I don't think you do. Well, I, was, I was just being a smart-ass guy. It's not, it's not a big deal to me. I, have... I, just thought, I just thought a Detect Magic, and I haven't used it yet, but it seems like uh, it might be useful in some of these weird and wacky rooms. But who knows? Maybe. I do uh, have... No, nah, I'm not going to do it. All right, Curly Wins. Uh, okay, continuing. Sorry. Okay. okay. So, obsidian door, frog chasm, uh, extra hallway in the the first grotto, or one of the staircases. Any guy, anybody have a preference? I mean, death struck down that really powerful fighter from those double doors, right? Like, I don't know if I'm feeling that, but maybe, maybe. I kind of feel like we should finish this level before we go down. We're going to go over the, the frog chasm? No, I don't want to do the frog chasm. I want to go to the double doors right by the body. Great. That's, that's what I wanted to do as well. So okay. let's double door. You can, you can always fall back on, like, you know, it's not a video game, right? It's not about clearing the space. It's about, you know, your objectives. Like, what do you, what do you intend to do down here? What's your goal? Uh, you know, so loot. You just go back on that. Loot. If you, loot. This, this to me means that John is trying to get us not to go through that room because that's where the treasure is. No, I'm just saying. It's like it, if your goal is treasure, if you if you care more about the treasure than you care about the rogue prismist, then then exploration of the first, you know, the first uh, floor is, is of course paramount, right? If you want to get every every last gold piece, then sure. Yeah, my my the only thing across the frog chasm within that that would make sense is that it may link up with that other uh, tunnel from the pond in the, in the first chamber. But, right. Uh, neither here nor there, you know. I say we uh, double door. Double door. Double door. Right. Talk. Door. Action. Okay, so you okay. march back out into the pouring rain, hop over to the um, the winding staircase again, and you head back down into the grotto themselves. The sprites' bodies yep. are still there. Um, everything is deathly quiet. Furthermore, I contend guys we light the torch and we do not creep and crawl back to the double doors so we just let's just go yeah let's book it okay so who's got so, the who's carrying the torch i'll carry the torch okay Gwilym has a torch i've got my uh so i'm wearing beth milda's shield and carrying her sword okay very good um which hopefully are not cursed <laughs> right uh summoning shield or something uh, Ted, maybe you could tell me this as more of an expert. Um, uh, you you have a sword, right? Like a normal sword? You did? 
I did not. I only uh, had a spear and a mace that I picked up in... Um... Okay, so you're going to take all of the gear then that comes along with that sword then, I assume, in order to sheath it. Otherwise, you're going to have to carry it over yeah, your Yeah, that belt and the scabbard, yeah. Okay, cool. yeah. All right. Um, all right, so Gwillem, I need... Uh, whoever Whoever's torch that was, that needs to be marked off. Oh, yeah, new torch. I'll mark it off mine. Okay, yeah, what are torch? All right. Torch like... And down we go. Um, and you're going to move as quickly as you possibly can through these rooms. Very, very quiet. Um, yeah. Moving quickly, it's going to take you... Rounding up, it's going to be about two turns to get back to where you were before. Okay. One moment, please. And if memory serves, we had grapple-hooked Beth Milda's body. We have not actually been up to the doors. Um, so... A little caution there will be uh, on. I think once we get to the that room, John, then we stop moving quickly. Right, understood. Yeah, so you're going through all of like the basically the um, the uh, well, you're going through the like the skull room and the eye statue room and back through the rainbow room with the um, with the rainbow hold and all that sort of stuff uh, directly through those double doors. Um, yep, into the frog mural room, right, or the ooze mural room rather, where we killed the frogs. Yes. Uh, now, uh, as you um, enter through that second set of double doors that leads out into the to the very wide, tall uh, corridor that heads east to west, right. um, um, you're moving as quickly as you possibly can to get to those double doors. But when you, uh, when, Willem, when your torch moves around to the east, um, you can see that there is um, what appears to be two giant rats that are basically... Uh, uh, appeared to be like snuffling around on the ground where you had dragged with the brunt you had been carrying, you know, basically right down the middle of the corridor where you were, where you had been carrying Beth Miller's corpse back the way that you came. Um, and as you saw, sort of see them, they're like much larger than normal rats, right? Then they look up at you and they're like, they are like squeak in alarm. Um, one is going to attempt to get by you or attack you. You're not really sure which it like bolts towards you. You're not surprised. The other one appears to be go, want to go in the other direction, but as it does so, out of the shadows from around the corner in uh, the uh, the oblong chamber that runs north to south beyond you, you see a, math, uh, a writhing mass of tentacles suddenly reach out and grab the rat and uh, basically yank it around the corner. Um, and it squeal, the, uh, the rat obviously squeals in pain and, um, and uh, fright. And uh, you see a bulging head emerge from around the corner with large compound eyes, uh, which the tentacles are emerging from its uh, mouth-like orifice, and then slowly pulling its weight forward on, a, on multiple legs and segmented form um, is what can only be described as a carrion crawler. Um, as it uh, quickly paralyzes the rat, its, its uh, squeals go suddenly silent um, as it starts to devour it. Um, in the same exact sounds as you heard from coming across the chasm the other day. Uh, so this rat is, this other rat is running straight towards you. Um, I'm getting out of the way. Um, <laughs> Let him go, baby. <laughs> John, can you point, like, use your little laser pointer there and show on the map right where we are and right where that... You guys are right is. here. Okay, good. All right, I'll say you're all have emerged into the corridor, right? Yeah. Um the, the you saw the two rats were like right here okay all right now one is like going like that yep. 
And then there was like this crawler that kind of came right around here. Okay. I would right. like to get out of the way of the rat and see where it runs. If there's any hovel or tunnel or thing that we may have not noticed before that I just. All right. So none of you guys are going to interrupt the, the giant rat that's coming right forward you. I'm not. Okay. No, I'm going to so, shout eek and I'm going to jump up on the mural. <laughs> so it beats at it like, and it sh uh, shuttles right past you. Um, and, uh, you know, Bregan also don't forget Bregan's with you. Um, and is under your control, David. Uh, uh, shuttles past you really quickly and then you can see it just goes right over the lip of that chasm but doesn't like jump it sort of like, like, like goes down we hear, we hear splash like uh yes I suppose you would yeah so there's not a tunnel halfway down I was like ooh another secret they have they have looked down that they do know what's down there <laughs> you do know what's on the walls <laughs> they, they know what's we down can, the yeah, chasm yeah it's just straight down there's a river at the bottom we're pretty sure it's the one you were in before sure. uh, based on the map that, I mean, my, you know, as my map is not perfect, but we saw this stretch of beach that David and I saw before. Right. We the stretch of beach is right there. Oh, right there. We could rappel down there. What do we do? We could. Yeah. But yeah. as you recall, there was some badnesses down there. So I don't think we want to do that. Sure. Okay. Carrying crawler, much more important coming towards us. Right. Yeah, well, it's it's uh, basically it has lunged out and grabbed that rat and has paralyzed it and is uh, devouring it. Um, but you, it, it's um, its form has emerged so that it's sort of right um, here, basically. Yeah. Right. What do you guys think? And it's a pretty pretty bad scene. Like it's definitely like blocking the way, um, and it's uh, it's munching on this rat and its tentacles are sort of writhing and feeling the air in front of it. I mean, dude, they paralyze people. As yeah, I'm kind of inclined to just close this door and uh, take up knitting. Um, um, can we bait it into the river? I mean, we think it kind of came from that direction, right? This is the same sound we heard before. You heard that. Yes. You heard the devouring sound from the other side of the chasm, correct? Yeah, there's right. either. Two. Or, or, or it's just very mobile. Yeah. So I don't think luring it into the river is going to work. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, do we want so, to try to torch it with fire? Its mouth lifts off the body of the rat, and you can see sort of like a like a circular lamprey, like radial sort of mouth um, yep. uh, in the midst of all these writhing tentacles, and the tentacles are like feeling the air, and then they sort of all kind of go rigid as they sort of sense you. Does and it have it, eyes? Yeah, it has big compound eyes on either side of its head. And um, it, like half of its body sort of rears up like a viper, you know, with all of its like clacky little legs on either side, you know, like, 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 yep. like, like yep. that. And then it pounds down and actually shakes the ground a little bit when it comes down. It looks like it's going to make right towards you. Oh, I love that. I'm moving to the double doors. Um, yeah, actually, if we could get it into that little five foot corridor there, we could possibly take it uh, i definitely think we should uh use our best uh funneling yeah so john uh, let's let's say we're going to um kind of uh array ourselves oop that is not doing what i wanted it to do hold on you're just saying right here but how do i think hold on i think i was there. John, I'm moving through the double doors. Yeah. I'm saying what we want to do is be like here, here, and here. Yeah, the, three, the three squares 
Yeah, there's, a, there's no reason for like oh, like super nitty gritty tactical stuff. Just you know, you can. Right. Yeah, you're you're we're gonna move back through the double doors and try to set yourself up on the other side in that larger room. Or just shut them behind us. Well, I was hoping, I think we should try and kill it. You have Why? the time. You do have the time now. I'm, you're not in the initiative yet, but if you take too much more time deciding, if you guys want to instinctively move back through the doors and slam them, you do have the time to do that. I say do that, dude. I, there's no point in fighting it. You don't get XP for it. You get XP just not a lot. Well, I mean, I'm a fighter. I want to fight something. I've, okay. I've like, but no, you're Let's right. Fight Let's fight it. Come on. No, no, Mike's right. You've done, you've done very well by avoiding fights so far. Yeah, you're right. Okay, we back through the doors. We slam them shut. This corridor is dead to us now. Okay, okay. so when you sl- shut the doors, well, do you go, you go all the way back out into the. Main room. Into the rainbow room, yeah. Okay, Shut cool. both sets of doors, I think. All right, then you hear nothing. Although I think we should wait here for a minute and see if it's going to come busting through. Right. Um, All right, a turn goes by as you wait. And it didn't come busting and through? Nothing comes through. And I think it's not going to come through. Okay, so stairs down. Yeah. Stairs down or a corridor over by the lake there. Pond. Stairs Pond. down. Still lake corridor. Oh, okay, sure. All right. Stairs down. Uh... North, the lake corridor just takes us right back to the carrying collar. Best case scenario, there could be a lot of cool stuff over there, but yeah, not purpose and not a grimoire, probably. So, you want to, since we're right here, I don't know if um, you want to use that northernmost set of stairs, the most recent one we found at the north end of the alcoves. Yeah, isn't that the one that, um, um, cold air, I think. Yeah, but isn't that the one the bad guy went down on light? Hex, yeah. hex, hex, no, he was further. Most southmost one he went down. Let's go down that one. Because it's extra walking. Like, we're right here. We're like okay, 20 feet away. Him. Oh, my God. It's so easy. Jeez. What? You, you want to know where Unlight went? You heard the sounds of his goblins and stuff like that coming from on this level all the way south beyond that door that was broken off of its hinges. It's the carved, it's the carved door, right? Yeah. Yeah. Off the nose room, right? I'm just saying you have you have no indication that the Hecator has gone down below. If that's what you're basing your your decision on, I just want to make that clear. Yeah, we we haven't seen him anywhere else. We think he's on the lower level. Oh no, there are some other corridors down there. That's right. Okay, if, okay so first, if you guys, if you if you want to, just do process of elimination, guys. If you if you want to ping and you want to point out things to other people, it's a little teardrop on the right hand side. Ah, there. Okay. So a little teardrop on the... There you go. So this is where we saw him and their quarters in the carved door. Showing all sort of uh, uh, terrible things happening. Is this the stairwell you're talking about up here? Okay. So this is what I'm proposing we go down. Yes. However, I had forgotten that there are actually... You can see one, two, three things down here. One of them is a staircase and a carved door. We have not explored the other two. Um, but I was advocating if we're not going to do so, let's go to the yeah, exactly. Let's go to that. Great, I love it. All right, I trot on over to the stairwell and I hold the the torch into its uh causeway and listen to the groan of the cave below. Is there anything loud and intimidating down there, John? Uh, one moment, okay. All right. Okay, so 
first of all, when you when you enter this um, this long corridor, uh, just to remind you guys that there's a, 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 a strange and unnatural sense of cold in this uh, along this entire stretch of corridor, heading north right. to south, um, uh, which are lined with these alcoves with the smashed bone and twisted wooden fragments. Um, unknown source of where this uh, cold is coming from. Now, uh, similar to the staircase down below, uh, the archway that frames this staircase um, is curved and it's rimmed with green tiles. Okay, and it has a curved roof that basically houses the entire staircase as it goes downwards. And that roof itself is made out of black tile. This is in comparison to where you're actually standing, which is um, dark stone blocks, right? Which is seems to be what most of the time whenever you're in a man-made part of the dungeon that it seems to be made out of so this appears to be more important or as you know you know some sort of design aesthetic was was uh put here um you remember that this is also the same sort of archway that the other staircase down to the south also had right okay so uh down below and i don't know if you guys can see on the map here i've just I don't have another level map, so I'm well, just starting I, off. I, I, I do, so I will I will give it to you in just a moment. Oh, yeah. oh okay. I'm just cool. checking, checking ahead what's coming on here, so give me a moment, and I'll switch you over. I will ping you in the correct square when we go down. Oh, no, I won't. All right, so now... Can you suggest where I should start this, John? I am, yeah. Sorry. One moment articulating splines so you want to sort of be in the middle-ish uh in the I'm middle of the, right yeah yeah exactly a little bit further east maybe okay. oh a little right bit further east go one here or one here do, do, do. let's go okay one okay so there is um the stairway goes down uh, tw uh, 10 feet basically before it levels out onto the ground um, here. Now down here as your as your torchlight uh, uh, lum uh, illuminates forward east, eastward down a long corridor lined with doors on either side. 1, 2, let's see if I do 15, 20. Okay, so the corridor is about 5 feet wide and goes at least to the edge of your torchlight. So at least 30 feet before it dwindles off into darkness. All right. Is that, is that too far? That's too far. So it's 10 feet of staircase, and then at that point, there's at least 30 feet. Okay. Oh, 30 um, feet. Okay. There is the, 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 it's made out of crumbling sandstone blocks here. So it's different sorts of stone here. Okay. Okay. The ceiling is only about seven feet high. So it's much more, a little bit more claustrophobic than uh, from where you were before. So only right above most of your guys' heads. Um, and there's debris strewn all along the corridor. Okay. Like lots of different sort of stuff that you can't quite make out right where you are, um, uh, without further, you know, kind of checking things out. Yep. Uh, there are doors directly, like right where you're standing, to the north and south, like on either side, to your left and right. And they are they are slightly ajar, and they are made out of like worm-eaten wood, like they're like heavily rotted wood. And they're hanging from creaky, like hanging from like creaky hinges, right? Like just, um, okay. and they're all, they're both like slightly ajar. And then, um, uh, down the corridor, you can see that after 
Like if you skip five feet, then there's another door to the left that's also on its hinges. And then another interval of five feet, and then there's another door on the left. But no on the right? Um, there is one door on the right. It is 15 feet beyond the first door on the right. Um, that one appears to be made out of um, a different sort of wood, dark and solid, um, and there are iron bands across it, and it appears to be like, like, uh, you know, in its jam fully. Very stout. Yeah, um, very since stout. we're right at the base of the stairs, I want to listen at the doors to uh, the right and the left of us. Yep. I think everyone else should try and do that too. Also, John, what are the conditions of the floors? Uh, the floors are solid. It's sandstone, but like I said, there's debris all along. Do you kind of want to look a little bit closer at the debris? I'd like to. Do yeah. Okay, so before you listen at the door, you 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 kind of you know use Glim's torch to kind of look ahead. Um, there it looks to be like chunks of what appears to be like sandstone, as if it's fallen from the ceiling. Um, there are some definitely are like human or humanoid bones scattered throughout, shredded grayish cloth, like just random patches of gray cloth. Um, and there does appear to be um, probably about 10 feet ahead near the second door on the left, there appears to be like a leather pouch, which is sort of splayed open, but there's nothing that's sort of out, not, nothing that's like, you know, no coins like scattered out of it or anything like that, but a leather pouch. Right. Before we go down the corridor, though, now I want to listen to the doors. Okay. So to the north, um, so the doors are both ajar. So do you want to do you want to peek around, or you just want to be really extra cautious and not even look? I, I want to listen first and see if I hear any panting, grunting, sure, chewing. Yep. Nothing. Nothing to the north. Um. To the south, you also hear nothing. Okay. I'm gonna stick um, my torch in the northern door instead of see if I see. I was anything. gonna push it open with my staff. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Okay. I'll push it open with my staff very gently. Um, so inside you see that there is a uh, 10 foot north to south chamber, only five feet wide. Okay. Um, there uh, has made out of crumbling sandstone blocks, once again, seven feet high. Rubble throughout the entire thing, um, piles of like sandstone blocks inside. Um, the floor itself has been is buckled. Uh, um, like there's like slabs have been actually been like cracked by the rubble itself, and there is a stone cough a stone coffer uh, that dominates the center of the room. It's been tipped on its side, like, and its lid has actually fallen off as a result. Now you're standing nothing, in the doorway. You have not visible. entered the room. No, nothing visible in the coffer. Uh, you do see. Okay, I will say this. Um, you can see barely. You see a skeletal hand, like splayed out. The hand of Vecna, no doubt. Like it looks like so it's like attached to like an arm, but you know what I mean. Like it looks like it's part of like something larger that's inside the coffer, but it's like its hand has been splayed out on the side. Well, uh, look at the ceiling. You said that it seemed like the sandstone was falling from the ceiling. Can yeah. I tap the ceiling with my with my staff, kind of gently, and see if anything crumbles? Uh, yeah, you certainly can. Uh, the ceiling in this room, right? The ceiling in the hallway first. Okay, the ceiling in the hallway. When you you tap it in the hallway, uh, like little pieces like fall, but it doesn't look to be like to be unduly safe. But yeah, like it, some debris actually falls down. Yeah. So the one in the room, though, I'll do that one too. Okay, when you do that one, 
tap, tap, tap. You hear like a... And you see like one, like a couple like little pieces start to fall. And you just instinctively know that shit's about to go down like in, within seconds as you see like, you know, cracks and you hear cracking from under the ceiling. Yeah, Sorry. run out of the room. Yeah. <laughs> Big, uh, like, uh, like the ceiling basically collapses in that room. And a huge big billowing amount of like sand like poof, dust like comes woof, woof, out into the all hallway right. <laughs> all right let's just we'll put, put an x in there okay <laughs> south room if there's any in the coffer is skeleton it is no longer accessible <laughs> yeah the coffer is uh is not accessible anymore no well unless you dig out the rubble okay what about the southern room okay a turn goes by um, one second, sorry. All right, the southern room. Uh, looking around in the corner there, once again, there's crumbling sandstone blocks in here, but the big difference here is that unlike the corridor and in the northern, northern corridor, this, this room is extremely clean, like very clean, no debris at all. And directly in the center of the room is a stone coffer. Looks exactly the same as the one to the north, but this one is perfect. Like lit, lit on top, looks like it was just set there the other day. Same, Todd. It's a mirror room. Same. You same know what? Clean hallways really well, right? Yeah. <laughs> what, yeah. A, 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 uh, a slightly gelatinous treat. Uh -huh. Yeah. It's directly in the I'm center of the room. There. So it, it no. basically dominates the room. Yeah, but Ted, you basically got it. Okay. Uh, John, I want to pick up a piece of sandstone rubble from the floor. And throw it at the coffer. Throw it at the coffer. All right. Skitters over the top. Oh, okay. It doesn't get stuck in a big, giant, invisible gelatinous cube. <laughs> Would that be the normal thing? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, why did physics work in this room? This is strange. What does, what does the uh, ceiling look like in this room, John? Uh, it is the same. Uh, so the it, sandstone blocks, but they appear to be, you know, well. Uh, well, that's not that's not true. They're actually like they're crumbling, like there's cracks and stuff like that. You know, it doesn't look too too safe. It looks about the same as the corridor does. Not as like fragile as the northern chamber, but gotcha. yeah. But right. however, strangely enough, even though that there is evidence of erosion and problems and stability within the in the walls in the ceiling themselves, there is no evidence of any crumbled debris in the room. Yeah, the floors are completely clean. Okay, so theory, floor has some kind of, you know, like it drops away and all the debris goes into the pit trap underneath. Yeah, why don't you tap on a couple tiles of that floor with your staff? I'll tap, tap, tap with my staff. On the floor? Yep, yeah. tap, tap, tap goes the trolley. <laughs> okay, yeah, nothing. Just echoes. Uh, Doesn't even echo, it's a small chamber. Do you want to tie a rope around one of us and we can... Yeah. Right, throw, throw a rope around my waist. Y'all hold on to it. No, no, you've got the uh, torch. Okay, the, fair. The torch and the spell. Let's send the wiz the wizard in. Fuck uh, you. What is a uh, what does Bregan have in her hands, Willem? Uh, Bregan at the moment, I think, should have uh, uh, martini. Uh, <laughs> and a little glass Bregan of water. Just that kind of lady. <laughs> I think I would like Bregan to have short bow trained uh, eastward down the hallway. Yeah, that's good. On the ready. Okay, Cause Pat, just just one of them. No reason. Either, <laughs> give me the report. report. You go in. Um, well, 
question for that reason. Uh, uh, a question along those lines, though. If I were to go into this room, Regan would no longer be able to see in the hallway. So, I'll go I in. Think, I think the torchbearer should stay in the hall. Yeah. Stay where you are. Tie the rope around my waist. I'll yeah. go check. All right. So, Argus, you have the rope around his waist. Uh, torch in one hand, shield in the other, Argus. Uh, no, I'm counting on uh, the torch being held over your shoulder, directly behind me. Understood. Like, yeah, I'll, gotcha. I'll lean my snaps against the wall and hold the torch. Got That's it. Fine. No problem. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So I'm holding the rope then. Yeah. And you're holding the torch. Okay. You are. You are actually stronger than the wizard, I think, right? Yeah, I have, I have 13 strength, so I'll hold the rope. Right. Get ready to yank you. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. So you you carefully make your way into the room. Nothing happens when yep. you set foot on the first clean step. Shuffle in. It's a little bit, little bit of a temperature dip when you get in here. Okay. A little bit colder than normal, but not not All that right. not that weird penetrating cold that you felt. You know, right. really. I'll slide forward up to the coffer and kind of look around it. Okay. You know, what's behind it? What's underneath it? If I, you know, I don't know if it's got feet or if it's flat on the bottom or whatever. So does it smell like ammonia in there? There's no feet, so it appears to be um, flush against the ground. But it is not like. Do you mean like a little thing or like a sarcophagus? Like a sarcophagus. Okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, but not in the ornate fashion that usually conjures in your mind when you see a sarcophagus. So this is a completely unmarked stone block. It's basically like a uh, you know a rectangle, like unmarked a box that is around the Ark of the Covenant. Uh, yes, that's a good. Yep, exactly. Yep. So there okay. you can see like a fine seam. That demarc de demarcates yep. the lid from the the body itself, but other than that, there is no other markings on the coffer itself. Perfect stone, okay. expertly cut, but z zero um, uh, ornate. Uh, you know. Yep. 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 And so nothing around it, on the floor, on uh, nothing sitting the top. Nothing no at all. Yeah. I mean, it's like nothing in the room. It's the strangest thing because Argus. it's it's like a clean room almost, right? Yeah. Yeah. Argus, yeah. Crazy thought. Oh yeah. Uh, you have a water skin. Uh, you're worried about a floor trap. If you poured some water on the ground and it seeped through, you might answer. Is that a crazy yeah. idea? I'll, uh, I'll pour some water on the floor and over the top of the thing, and just kind of around to sort of see if it, like in uh, the Great Escape, where they find the tunnel. Uh, yeah. Sure. Okay. I'll do that. I'll do a little German Great Escape. Tunnel discovery. Okay, cool. Yeah, I get it. Um, unfortunately, uh, it does not appear to yield any secrets. Interesting. All right. Okay. So if I put my shoulder against the corner of the lid, and I like, if I didn't, I don't want to push it off. I want to just rotate it. You know what I mean? Don't want to push it. You you might have to move it like on a horizontal plane. You got it. You got it. Yeah. Shift yep. like a little corner. You know? uh -huh. it's shifted enough. Okay. That uh -huh. gasp of fog comes out and the hand leaps out that kind of thing you know you're right yeah okay so yeah you you you're going to use all your strength to kind of push it a little bit all of my meager strength yes <laughs> okay okay and you it you can hear stone grinding against stone as you push and you like yep. um yep. and uh you a, a corner kind of moves up you do like it is almost exactly as you said ted argus as uh as you long stale like you know stale air yeah. from like centuries like escapes out like a like a poof, a poof followed immediately by an emaciated bandage wrapped hand it's like like on one side of the uh, one lip of the of the coffer and you hear like a deep within from deep within that sounds deeper than the actual dimensions of the coffer itself deeper than the abyss you hear like a, a low like moan like oh 
move from underneath. Uh, you see, um, and uh, a green malevolent light is infused from deep within that darkness and that little six-inch square hole that you've created from... Never mind, go back to sleep. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> or stick your sword in there and jab a bunch. Yep, you have three seconds to do something, otherwise roll for initiative. Oh. Yeah, actually, I like that idea. I'm like, bring that torch here, and I'm going to stab my sword into the hole. <laughs> okay, okay, sweet. Stab your sword in the hole. Okay. Yep. I'll, sta- I'll, I'll run in, and I'll stand on top of the... Uh, uh, the sarcophagus? Sarcophagus to weigh it down, weigh the top down. Well, okay, but the, the, the knee-jerk reaction here is that Argus is going to jab, jab, sure, 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 sure. jab, this, jab the sword in. Yeah. yeah. So, basically, he's going to get this uh, first before initiative is rolled, and you guys can make your plans. Argus, so you're going to jab blindly into the hole. So, um, you can attack normally, but attack with a minus four, please. Stir it up with a martini, man. That's a miss. I rolled an eight, for those of you listening but not watching. Uh, yeah. So yeah, uh, good plan. Thank you for saying that. And they uh, and you jab down into the thing, and you, it scrapes against stone, um, and the light gets a little bit brighter. Um, and without your pushing, the lid starts to move even further and further uh, wide. Uh, let's. Um, so uh, spell casting. Anyone casting spells? Uh, I mean, I can do the classic. Mm. I don't think this is a spell round. I don't think you've got anything that can... Well, does cure light wounds affect mummies? I don't know. That's a great question. Does it damage... Inflicts 1d6 plus 1 damage to a touched creature if it's reversed. That's just cause light wounds. Is there any... Don't you, have to, you have to memorize it reversed? You have to memorize it well, reversed, that's, yes. That's, that's something different entirely than what Ted's asking. I think Ted's I mean, just asking if healing magic yeah. damages the undead. Yeah. Uh, and I don't see anything indicated. It would say in each individual spell, so if a Cure Light Wounds doesn't say it, it doesn't do it. Yeah, okay. Uh, in that case, I don't think we should be casting spells on this. Uh, I think we should be hitting it with fire. Yeah. Alright, so no spell casting? Alright, roll me a d6, please. Uh, I'll do it. I got a 6. Suck it. Fudge. <laughs> well, I got a half <laughs> What'd you get? A 3? I rolled a 3. Okay, so you guys have to let me know what your general plan is, then I get to react to it first. What do you attempt to? What are you going to attempt to do this uh, at, by the end of the round? I'm going to run in and shove that torch in its face, try to burn those bandages. Okay, and I'm going to uh, defend him and try and uh, prevent this thing from fully getting out. I guess, yeah. So okay. hacking its arms off, Alfred. I mean. I don't have a lot I can do. Uh, I guess I'm going to get ready to hit it with my rhythm stick. Bonk. Are you you, going to move up and hit it? No. I'm going to stay in the doorway. Stay in the doorway. Bregan, what are you going to do? Gwillem. That's you, Dave. Sorry, I was looking to turn undead because I don't remember when the friar gets access to it. You have access Uh, to it. Bregan has their bow, and I don't think the bow is particularly useful in this scenario. So I'm going to break and switch over to their spear. Okay. So uh, Argus is the one that's directly in front. Uh, it's, yep. So basically what happens is is then it gets initiative. With blazing speed, 
and terrifying strength, the lid is blown off as if by a gigantic, like, divine hand. Just woof! And it bursts against the wall and explodes against the wall. Boom! And scatters into a, th into a thousand tiny stone chunks. Dust explodes everywhere. Then, basically like, like a wooden slab, this mummified corpse just goes like straight up out of the out of the out of the out of the uh, tomb. Um, it is completely bandage wrapped, emaciated with dry parchment like skin, and you can see that um, in it basically has like bandages around its head and around its jaw, but its face is basically uncovered, and it's like a like a gaunt, noseless um, uh, horror basically, and the pits of its eyes which are like underneath its shelf-like brow are all they are are just like malevolent green glowing eyes as it reaches out with tattered bandages and uh, basically attempts with both of its long clawed bandage wrap fingers to throttle Argus around the neck. So good time. Uh, I intend to vigorously resist this. <laughs> I assume you probably would. Uh, all right, your AC Argus, please. I cower behind my shield. I bet you do. What's your AC with your shield? 19. 19. That is uh, very good. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was hanging there on 17, but no. All right. So um, it, it lunges out for you with its claws, but you quickly duck behind your shield. And you can feel, you can hear the scraping of the claws against uh, Lady Beth Milda's bronze shield. Right. And you hear like the low moan burst forth across the room and out into the hall. Ooh. Um. And right. yes, okay. okay, all right. So yeah, it, it it so it's basically just right there. Um, so now it's your guy's turn. So what uh, what order would you like to go in? What would you like to do? Well, I think uh, if um, what makes sense is if I'm right there, I hit it with a sword. At which point, then David runs in with his torch and sticks it into the thing's face. Oh, I like the fire. Mike said he has the torch. Yep, Mike is holding the torch, and I'm holding the rope. I'm not running. Oh, well, you can grab a torch as you run past him. Or I can I can grab it from Mike if Mike doesn't want to do it. Yeah. That's I'm just letting you know. Okay, Mike's got the torch. Uh, Who's I'm got the oil? Who's got oil? No one has oil. That's the, oh, well, Matt, Halifax had oil. It's his lantern. No one has oil. We have a torch. I'm going to hit it with the sword, John. All right, go for or, it. Or not. I rolled a four, everybody. <laughs> Just gets better and better. Uh, do you have what, what? What? So I can see. Like, what? What is your? What would your end result be with that? Do you get Four. any pluses? Four. Okay, just one check. No modifiers, yeah. unless this is a magic sword I didn't know about. Uh, no, it does not appear to be. Um, Damn, I get rid of it. I don't want it anymore. <laughs> Screw this. All right. Uh, yeah. So you you uh, you you back off and swing wildly from beyond your beyond uh, from behind your shield, but uh, yeah. you're not able to get any find any purchase against it. Nope. nope. So now somebody needs to light it on fire. Mike. Oh my god. Are you not gonna turn it? I'm gonna I was gonna reserve the turn for a desperate situation. But I think is there a limit on how many times you can turn? Or is it Yeah, there well there yeah, my house ruley it's basically like once an encounter. Oh is is the way I basically do it. Technically, there's you can keep keep spamming it, but in my other game where I was doing that, that got abused real quick, and I was like, eh, no, no we're not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, I'll attempt to turn the head down dead while you torch right. attempt to torch it. Uh, this will be my first attempt, so... Oh, snap. 6 I guess it all depends on what this thing has. Oh, that's a pretty good roll. 
A nine total. Character level is three, which means. Uh, wait. I'm not sure if I understand this chart. Sorry. Um. So you're gonna basically what you're doing is you're rolling two d six, and that determines the number of hit dice that are affected. Yes. So, I, so I rolled a nine. I thought the first roll was to see if the hit dice. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. My bad. Uh, yeah. Uh, roll against the hit dice of the. Uh, I've right. Never played a cleric. So, yeah, which is shocking, I know, but this is all right. So basically, my first turn, I'm dead of all time. And folks out there as well, if you're actually looking at the chart here, this is the way that it works. Um, uh, Gwilin is, is level three, so it basically means that if you look across the chart at level three, the maximum hit dice of of undead that he can affect, period, even uh, you know if he's successful, is a four level four hit die undead creature, right? Right. In order to affect that level, that that strength of undead, he has to roll eleven on his turning check. Um, right. Uh, compare the world against. Okay, so actually, now I'm confused. Um, yeah. I had this in my head and then I forgot. I know that it does make sense. Right. What you were describing sounded right to me, John. So, yeah. so. 26 turning roll is higher or equal to the target number the attempt succeeds. What is the hit dice level of the monster, John? Well, I'm not going to tell you that. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, well, well, I rolled a nine, so. Uh, if it's an H, uh, hit dice one or two, it's turned. If it's a hit right. dice uh, three, I have to get a nine to succeed, which I would have. If it hit, if it hits, if it's a hit dice four, I would have had to hit eleven. I would have failed. Right, so got if it's it. More yeah. than a hit yep. dice three, I failed. If it is a hit dice three or lower, I succeeded. Right, and then if you succeed, yeah. there's another two d six roll. All right, so right, so you hold forth your holy symbol, tell it to get back, um, uh, but unfortunately, it just stares balefully at you. I had a feeling. I had a feeling. All right, Mike. Torch it, torch it, Mike. No way. Nope. No, no, do it. Are you doing anything, uh, Alfred? I just want to move things along. So, are you doing anything, Alfred? Right, I'm thinking, dude. I'm oh. thinking it's very dangerous. All right. Okay. I'll go try and light it up with a torch. God Yay! Light it with a torch. You shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Get him, Ray. <laughs> Get her, Ray. Well, at least I rolled a 16, Mr. Fighter. Oh. Uh, all right, so... You brought the firepower. You were already holding the torch, right? Yeah. yeah you were. Okay, cool. So you're in no, no, no problem. You're able to just like, ah! and you toss it right at it, and it hits it directly. Uh, let's see. Give me just a second here. Just checking. Boom, boom. Now was the, uh, the, the bully of the Wizards Academy. He, he really kind of is. He's definitely a <laughs> Yeah, I'm like the nicest guy. And yeah, totally. Me. Give me one second, just checking your chart here. Excuse me, excuse me, pardon me. Um, I have uh, a contingency thought. Okay. Which I guess we can meta now. It doesn't really matter. You know, uh, if she goes up, and there's another, if another one of the northward doors. Is a crumbled room. We could try to crumble a ceiling on this on this guy. Well, I'm wondering right. if we should even can crumble this ceiling on it. You can't. Well, maybe you it can. Maybe the ceiling like was in better condition. I suspect that the northern ones, or at least one of the other corridors, will be similarly uh, beat up. I could be wrong. Uh, There's no way we're going to get into that room, though. Chase is after us, and we we go into the room, and then we Benny Hill out. I did. Doesn't matter. Okay, I don't I mean, like. If we can't kill it. 
This is bad. <laughs> okay, so uh, you you throw the torch and it definitely um, the thing lights up um, as all that dry Wait. wrapping and dry skin um, is quite flammable. So go ahead and roll for damage there, Mike. What am I rolling for this, John? You're a wizard, so D four. Oh 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 oh! Gosh. You have a wizard, Harry. Hey, a four. Nice. nice. Okay. I should uh, have does it ignite? Uh, huh? Does it ignite? Yes, it does ignite. It goes up like a torch. Smoke. Smoke. Putrid smoke quickly starts to fill the air in this small chamber. Right on. Uh, that was Ooh, all it was. Does, does, does Bregan do anything? Uh, Bregan has gotten her spear out. Uh, and I think Bregan is going to wait. Okay. At the door. Next round. Any spells being cast? No. No. Roll for no. initiative. I got a two. Six. Eat it, you flaming thing. I'm gonna okay. grab the rope. Uh, hold, hold, pull Argus hold, as hard as I can. Hold on. It, I have to. I have to telegraph what I plan to do so that you can react uh, to what I'm gonna do. See. Um, I got excited. So, let's see. Um, I've got uh, Argus right in front of me. Yep. Good old beat a hasty retreat, Argus. You mean? Um, I think though that it's going to attempt to barrel through Argus and going to attention to like it's, like it's basically like breathe in flame, right? So it's going to like plow forward out of the coffer, um, run over Argus, and is going to attempt to attack uh, Gwillem, um, since that's where the divine might was kind of being stemmed from so it's going to basically kind of brush past argus and um into Gwillem. all right so right. now you guys can go ahead and do what you want to do so you so, cannot attempt to turn again correct not this encounter right. unfortunately no yeah. right so basically what you're saying is that like at the moment that this phase starts it appears to be climbing out rather than trying to grapple me so correct i could say for example back up and start hitting the ceiling with the sword as I'm going out. Yes, you could. If that yeah, because you have initiative. You're, you you can you can see what he's going to attempt to do, so you can back react out. first. Yeah. I'm gonna quickly backpedal. Yeah. And start stabbing the ceiling with the sword, hoping to dislodge rubble. Okay. Cool. Uh, it definitely it's starts to do that. Like it starts to you know doesn't seem to be quite as responsive as Elfric in the other room. Yeah. Figures. But it does. Right. It, it is definitely starting to crumble. But I'm gonna back up. Out the door. Okay, cool. Fighting retreat back up. All right. Anyone yep. else? Yep. I'm going to likewise step back and get ready to slam the door. Or, you know, let them get through and slam the door. Broken door, though, right? Yes. I mean, it's just on its hinges. I mean, it's rotten, but it's not broken, right? Well, it's sort of like it's askew. It doesn't look like it could be... You know, if you, if you if you really manhandled it, you could probably fit it back into the jam, but it's not as quickly. It's not as easy as just pulling the knob, and it'll suddenly shut tight. Yeah, my my objective is just to impede the progress of this undead thing. That can be done. Yeah, that's, uh, I don't know if that's possible. Totally uh, done. Yep, but, yep. it can be yeah. done. Yep, Alfred. So I'm confused. Was I throwing the torch or hitting it with it? You, you told it. me you threw it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. So, so our only light order. source, our only light source is in the room. Correct. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna tell right, Bregan right, right, right. to, yeah. If it's possible, uh, when I slam this door closed, I'm gonna kind of hunch down. I'm gonna tell Bregan to poke at any available openings with her spear towards 
Okay. I'm going to go on the other side of the door, John, and I'm going to, you know, grab my staff off the wall where it was leaning. Mm-hmm. And I will assist in propping up the door to keep it from opening. Yeah. Using my staff as like a jam. Okay, and Bregan is attempting to attack anything that's coming through? Is that the plan? So, yeah, sorry. Just to illustrate what's in my mind's eye, if this is possible, John, I have slammed the door, and I've sort of, you know, gotten... I've, I've crouched down, I'm putting my body to try to, like, support this as a, a barrier. Mm-hmm. Yep. But imagining that it's a robusted up door, there's probably gaps in it, and yeah. I want Bregan over top of me to sort of be, like, jabbing in any holes. I see. Gotcha. Like you would, you know, like a... I don't know, the Velociraptor, right? Sure. Or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, uh, All right, so, yeah, of course, you guys are waiting for Argus to backtrack first, and then you're going to slam the door. Um, Yeah. All right, so, um, Argus, you see bits of of the ceiling start to fall down um, a little bit, um, but not enough to to hinder it. Um, But you guys are able to get the jump on it and hastily retreat. Willem slams the door as hard as he can. It does not fit perfectly in the jam. Um, uh, You guys are all huddled behind the door, and you're looking at Bregan, who is the only one who's sort of like looking into the room, (laughs) right? And she's like looking through the gaps, and you see her eyes widen, um, and you see like smoke like billowing out uh, out of the seams of the door, and uh, like firelight kind of, uh, and you can hear the moaning from beyond and crackling. Um, And uh, uh, one emaciated burning hand like lunges out through the door and attempts to get Bregan but Bregan of course has one initiative so she can actually attack first she has a short sword you said no she has a spear a spear okay cool so you can attack with a spear uh, let me look at she's like oh shit and she like lunges uh... forward this is sort of like in the upper left part like where it's sort of off like there's one hinge that isn't attached so there's like a gap there Seven is not nope. going to do it. So she, uh, not expecting the attack, uh, the, the quick attack, she she's, uh, goes wide a little bit. Um, and um, it will attempt to get Bregan, but it, I'm going to give it a minus four to attack. Uh, what's Bregan's AC? Bregan's AC is 12. Uh, 12, I actually have to look that one up. Uh, let's see. Yeah, that's not going to do it. All right, so it just like flails a little bit, um, and then um, Mike, why don't you roll me uh, fire damage one more time? Yeah, take it. Three, three points. Okay. Nice. All right, it's just emitting this low moan, um, and you can kind of see, you can hear scraping as if like a claw has run down the entire length of the door. And you just kind of smoke is still billowing out, um, and uh, firelight is basically you can see around the edges of the door. I don't, I don't know how long you guys want to wait here, but you don't. There's no further attacks coming from that side. Um, Mike, I mean, reach... well, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ted. If you'll reach into my backpack, you'll find another torch which you can light off of the mummy as it's climbing. <laughs> 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 Well, so yeah. here's the thing, right, guys? It's not just going to... John said to, that it's going to roll damage one more time. So it's not just going to stay on fire until it dies, right? I'm going to have to poke it some more through the door if, if she can. 
Why don't me and Gwillem hold the door and provide it almost like a shield wall while you two, Bregan and uh, Argus, keep stabbing it through the door? Yep. So you, you cannot, you do not see a target right now? So I, I can't draw it really. I, I'm, I can't draw. So, but, so here's, here's like a normal door like this, right? Okay. The door is off of its hinges. And so that, that door is now canted to one side and is a little bit forward a little bit. So that there is a space up, up here actually. Yeah. Where it they would be possible to reach it and stab down. Yeah. So she can't see anything right now, um, but if she looks in to stab down, she will present herself as a viable target if the creature is still able to attack. You understand? Yep. yep. Why don't we just have Ted do that? Yep. Yep. I'll do it. Okay. Cool. Um, all right. So we're basically out of combat at this point because you have not received any threats. Uh, you know, right. for for a few seconds now. Um, so Argus, as you as you kind of look over with your spear in there, um, you can see well, like, th- no, I don't have a spear of sort. Borrow Bregans. I can borrow oh. Bregans. Is this a situation where a spear is necessary to reach the target? Yeah, you cannot. You cannot slash with a sword. Okay. Because the the door is. Okay. All right. So yeah, you grab her spear. You kind of look. You look over, and you can see that the form of the mummified corpse thing is basically on the ground, just smoking and burning. Just, but its eyes, but um, so and it's both of its hands are sort of like against the door. You know what I mean? So its head's like right up against the door. Its head is bent unnaturally back and is looking up at you with its mouth open, um, with its eyes like staring at you with hate. But it doesn't seem to be able to reach you, right? Like it's down on the ground, you know. It's just scraping yeah. at the door, you know, smoking. Oh. You can barely see. Let's that. lift the door off the hinges and have its head fall under the door, and then we drop the door on top of its neck, and then you just bash its head. We all jump up and down on the door like trampoline and crush it. Yeah, and John Wick this fool. Come on. First, I stab it with the spear, John. Okay, cool. So, do we need to roll initiative again? Uh, no, it can't really do anything. <clears throat> we coup de gras. So, five, and I'm guessing probably a minus four because of the gap thing? Uh, yeah, I'd definitely take a minus yeah. or something. Sorry, yeah. You're not, you're not... You, you drop the spear. Well, it's, it's extremely smoky, for one thing, so you can't see that yeah. much. Um, there is the light in the room, it is the torch. Back where you guys are in the quarter, it's basically pitch black, except for the, the, the little bit of light that's coming through the doors. Uh, through the door itself. Um, well, I mean, the door is off its hinges. Let's just slam it down on the mummy. That's what I said. Yeah, let's just slam it down on the mummy, and then I'll stand on top, and y'all can just bash it. Man, whatever, whatever man. Let's, let's have fun. I, I think your idea is awesome, Gwilym. I think it's super good. I, I mean, really, <laughs> you think not, every, like. not everyone can really come with these creative conclusions, you know. <laughs> Some of us have a little, little really? more experience with gaming. You know, people are using guys. Flames on my face. My hate. <laughs> All right. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about combat as war, Mike. Oh my oh, God! Oh, 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 you're not too far. <laughs> oh. All right. All right. So I look at Gwillem and I say, on the count of three, whoop. And then boom, and then we drop it back down on the on the mummy. Yeah. 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 So basically, exactly the way that you 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 foresaw it happening. Like, so when you lift up the door, the head like flops to the ground, um, and then you're just immediately like like right down on top of it. Um, the 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 way that the head sort of hits, it's basically like right down on the side of its head, right? Like you know what I mean? Like not on its neck, so it just basically crushes its skull, just like 
and um, and nothing but like dust and bone just poof, like out into the ground, like doosh, the eyes immediately good extinguish. Thing. Good thing we have our two spellcasters that never cast spells. Like, the bad guys for us. Anyway, um, you're right along right. with the fighter that all never right. hits. Me, so. Uh, all right, gruesome, nice. Yeah, let's light a torch off the body. <laughs> okay, the, the, let's open the door to let the smoke dissipate. Sorry. Yeah, and the fire itself it seems to have mostly gone out on the on the um, body itself. Um, I will say, um, roll Alfred. You're the one that tossed the torch. Why don't you roll me a D4? If you roll a one and the D4, the torch is salvageable. Nice. <gasps> Did you get a one? Wow. Nice, nice. All right, wow. all right, cool. Okay, so a turn yeah. does a turn does go by because of combat, but the torch is salvageable, so you still have three more turns left on that torch. All right. Um, I'll tell you what. I'll go in because so I've still got a lot to armor armor on. If this guy does turn out to still be hostile, it might be all right. I'll go in and retrieve the torch and look inside the coffer. Okay. Uh, so you or see. Um, that uh, where you assume that it's well, you know, because of the way that it rose up out of the coffer, um, Argus, that where its head would have lain on a on a small, tiny little like rotten velvet pillow, like just enough to kind of cradle the head. Right now, lying on that pillow is a a simple silver crown, just like a ring. Um, but in the center of it, where the for where it would rest on the forehead. Um, is a large smoky quartz crystal right in the center. Looks to be quite valuable, quite ancient in form. His mummy had a CZ on its head. Right on. And with right. your, your expert appraisal techniques that you guys have honed through months of adventuring, you would venture you would venture to guess that this would be about 1200 gp worth Ooh. i will log that here in the adventure log here okay nice nice well done everybody that was fun um yep we'll grab that put that in the old backpack and uh handshakes all around <laughs> good job everybody <laughs> Are so so blase about these things now. It was well done. You guys yeah. are right. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. Okay. Um Do you want to check for any uh false bottom hidden compartments inside the coffer? Hidden compartments, all that jazz. Yeah. I'd like to pat it around. It'll take a turn to do so. <clears throat> yep. And okay. search the body of the mummy. Yeah. Make sure it didn't have anything fun like rings or it didn't burn, yeah. <clears throat> All right, so the, bo the body does not to seem to have anything else on it. No gold table. No, unfortunately not. Yeah. Okay. Um, and yeah, who is ever searching the coffer can roll a d6 for me. Uh, I'll do it. That's a four. Okay, so you um, does not appear to be anything else in the room. Right. And a turn goes by. Okay. All right. So let's um, move oh, down to the uh, the next northern door. Yep, let's do it. All right. Okay, yeah, it's moving carefully down. Yes. Uh, so we move down another five feet directly to the left is another door that appears to be a little bit ajar. I'm going to peek in. Looking in, you see that it too um, 
appears to be made out of the same sandstone blocks as before, crumbling as well. Debris is uh, strewn along here as well. However, this is not just a chamber. This is actually a corridor five feet wide. Um, and as you shine your torch through, Willem, you see that it um, it goes down straight for about 15 feet before it opens up into a grand, uh, what appears to be, let me make sure I get it right here, uh, a natural cavern of sorts with a sandy beach of soft white sand. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, fronting that beach, the beach itself appears to be about um, roughly about 10 feet from where that corridor opens up. So like there's like a 10 foot, you know, wide strand of beach. Um, the uh, it appears to be an underground lake of some sort. And let me see, 5, 10, 15, 20, 20. And just at the edge of your torchlight, about five feet uh, to the west along that strand, appears to be a collapsed bridge of some point, or of some sort that's anchored with stone posts, the remnants of the bridge drifting in the current of the of the, uh, of the lake. I'm not really following what you're describing, John. It uh, says there's a ruined bridge just to the east of our position at the doorway. West. East oh. or west? So, like, right here, Ted? There's like Whoa, a... what? <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> little tablet got carried away there, man. Uh, so, here. So, right about here? Yeah, exactly. There's, like, a, like the remnants of a bridge, yeah. Okay. And so, this is a... I mean, I don't actually... Can we not see the edges? Is this a 15 foot wide room or is it wider? You can't tell because it, 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 you guys are standing like right here. Okay, gotcha. You so this I mean? is so it's kind of what we can see is, is right here. Yes, correct. Like the very edge of the torchlight, you can see this thing and you could just see like the dark, like shining off the edge of the torchlight, this this water, this crystal clear water. Right. This is uh, real Gustav Dore etchings vibes from this. Yeah. This is same. Okay. And now there is debris strewn along this corridor, the 15-foot corridor directly in front of you. Um, appears to be similar to the debris that you saw um, in the court in the main east-west corridor itself. So there's chunks of fallen ceiling that have fallen down here. Human bones, once again. Um, shredded gray cloth. And pouches? Hmm? Is it oh, for the pouches? Oh, that's true, actually. Like, right where you're standing before you headed in there, the, the pouch is on the ground in the main corridor, right? Here as well as that same sort of debris, but instead of the of the pouch, uh, the the odd thing that you see here, other than human bones, of course, is um, what appears to be a, a, a small piece of like 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 a necklace, like some sort of jewelry that is sort of twinkling. Excuse me, in your torchlight, near where it opens up onto the sandy strand. All right. Um, however, I'll you are standing on that. Pouch. I'll pick up the pouch in the corridor first. Okay, cool. So there is definitely something that seems to be a singular item that is heavy in the bottom of that pouch. Relatively uh, heavy. Like there's something in the pouch, a singular item. I'll open the pouch and stick my face in and look. What's in there? <laughs> uh, in there is a brass key. Drops out onto your hand. Ooh, maybe for the door right there? Yeah, that'd be good. Doesn't seem like a trap at all. Um, I have a quick uh, question, John. Mm -hmm. I just encountered a very effective fire solution to the undead. And, mm. and watching uh, my dear uh, beloved uh, patrons not assist me in turning the undead 
Is it possible to take a torch with its, I guess, lacquered wrappings and use those wrappings on an arrow to make an arrow that you could light? Flame arrow? To make a flame arrow? Yeah, but you would have to, you know, it would take you like a round to actually get it ready and then you could fire it. I'm wondering if we should make a couple for Bregan. I would say like a lot of that corpse burned, right? But I'll say that there's enough to make like three. From the mummy? From the mummy mummy wrappings, yeah. Yeah, I mean. That's pretty cool. Um, Maybe not right this second. Yeah, I'm just thinking before we go into like any big room, it's only a round to make them, so. Yeah. Let's let's get a, a beat on things, but it would be nice well, to have a ranged fire solution. You would have to take like I would say it would take a turn to to prep the arrows, right? Like to actually get them ready to go, and then yeah. in order to ignite them to get them ready in combat would take like a round. Yeah, that makes sense. To you me. know what I mean? Assuming right. you assuming you had a fire source available. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I wouldn't mind giving Brett, taking a turn right now before we go too deep. If you guys don't mind, just to give Bregan three of those on the ready, and I'll stand with her well. with the torch. Why don't you guys stay in the corridor and do that, keeping an eye on people, and and Alfred and I can move into the sandy room. Cool. Yeah, go for it. Okay. All right. So you're gonna take a turn doing that. We're checking the other doors, or it's a big change. I just want to get a beat on what's going on in this room, real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Good. All right. So we'll be without. We can't get too far away from you without lighting another torch. Yeah, that's the issue. So. So, Okay, so you, you you guys move in there while Bregan um, starts to prepare the arrows. Um, into the corridor. It's twinkling in the corridor. Say again, Ted. You said there was something twinkling in the corridor. We want to look at that first. Yeah, okay, so you move your way through the debris, and then right at where the sandy beach sort of uh, unfolds before you, um, before you take a good look at that, um, you see at your feet that there appears to be a necklace that is um, strangely only made out of tin, but the pendant on hanging from it is actually a frog's head. That's disturbing. Yeah, it appears to. It's only tin. Doesn't seem to be a particular grid make. You think you would probably only be able to fetch three GP unless it has value in some other form to someone specific. But when you say a frog's head, it's an actual frog's head, not like a. a no, it's like a. It's like a. You know, a, a piece of jewelry. But but it's oh, okay. yeah. But it's like it's like it's been shaped out of tin. Like the whole thing is made out of tin. I see. Yeah. Got it. Okay. All right. Well, I'll pick that up and put it in my pocket. Um, Argus, let's just go to the end of the hallway before be, and not go onto the sand. Let's just yeah, yeah. give a little peek and see if we see like two lantern like eyes glowing at us from a little island in the middle of the lake. Exactly. So, yeah, we're standing right there, John. If that helps. Where the X is? Yep. Okay. Yeah, don't forget if it's impermanent, you can just ping with your little thingy. Yeah. I've. I'd already drawn it before. I That's remember. fine. I'm just yeah. Okay, so uh, stand here. So who's got the torch then? If if Gwilym is staying behind, with I have Greg. the torch. Yeah, oh. I think if if Gwilym is working, dang it, this like right thing, here, the light. Yeah, the light isn't extending any further. Then. Wait, question, well, John. That torch is about to extinguish anyway, right? Uh, no, it's got two more turns. Oh, I'm just light another one, Tab. Yeah, I'm just gonna light another one. You're gonna light a torch. And that's okay. it for torches in my pack. One, yeah, two, I, have, three. I have a whole set of five on mine, so we're good. Okay. 
torch. Okay, cool. Um, all right. So you open up another one. The 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 beach itself opens up before you. Um, so soft white sand as you as your boots sink into it, you can see that it is approximately it's very rough natural cavern Ted, So just be aware um, that the yeah. strand itself appears to be about five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty, about forty feet west to east. All right. Jeez. It gently curves in a, a U, you know, like a like a U shaped fashion, um, sort of uh, 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 like horseshoe like. Um, uh, I don't know how to describe it really. Um, Something like, like a smile, like that. Yeah, basically like that. Yep, you you basically got it. Yep. Oh, too big. And then the river sort of bends along that same exact sort of vector. River or lake? Uh, lake. I'm sorry, lake. That is actually key. So um, it is a what appears to be like you know sparkling cool clear water but that water is still it is not a rushing river which you also know is down on this level right oh i see the wall the wall like you're underground though right john yeah okay so it's not sparkling you said sparkling clear water i was like wait are we outside well it is yeah i mean it's you know it's clear it's it's like i don't know something like that it's like normal water is what i'm saying Gotcha. Yeah, you got it. Um, and um, now the the walls, the, the the walls to your left and right, yeah, of this natural cavern here, uh, are made out of rough stone, but they are completely coated with some sort of black fungus that's coating the walls. Oh. Um, and then. I have to be careful with what I'm describing because it's like all about torchlight here. So just give me a second. Yeah. Okay. You can see that. Um, hold on a second. Now, did they give me the wrong description here? I want to check. All right. I misspoke. I misspoke. So this is a lake of sorts, and it's because of what you see across. Uh, in the midst of it, um, but it is technically actually, it does have a current. Um, so it is actually part of the river. So I misspoke okay. there. So there is a current. It is running from west to east. Um, and what you see across the 10 foot uh, width of this river, okay, is an island that is raised up out of the water. I um, called it. it. And it, but strangely enough, this island actually has five foot high stone sides that rise up out of the water. So there is no beach on the on the island itself, right? Like it just kind of juts right up out of the water. And how big is it? Um, it's quite wide. That's a stronghold. Uh, you can see first of all that directly across um, uh, there is the remnants of the broken bridge on the other side, where you would think it would basically be like right here yep well 10 feet though oh there's a 10 foot gap the the the, the river is 10 feet wide basically oh so the bridge is more broken than i am drawing yeah yeah oh yeah i see what you're saying ted yeah yeah you got you got the you got the dimensions right you're just bridges a little bit off but that's fine yeah. okay yeah the river so, is 10 feet wide 
Right, so we've got a little bit of bridge right here. The island is basically like egg-shaped oblong from east to west, um, and it appears to be about 30 feet, 35 feet wide at its widest. Okay, but it's sort of, it's sort of like ovoid in shape generally. Um, so it's about 35 feet wide and 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. I'll just give it to you even though you can't quite see the other side of it. It appears to be about 25 feet north to south at its widest once again. Is there, so it looks like a constructed wall around the, around the island? Uh, it does, yes. And does the bridge lead to like an opening in that wall? It looks like it actually, it's actually at the top of the wall. So it only rises about five feet up. So it looks like the bridge itself actually would have sloped downwards towards the beach okay. over the water. Do you know what I mean? At one so it's not a, on the far side by the island, it leads to the top of the wall. Yeah. Is not it a like wall? Doorway. Correct. Or is it an embankment? He said a wall, dude. It's like a wall, like a five-foot wall. With, with two sides, not like just a built-up embankment with level dirt at the top of it. Yes. I'll double-check on that, but just let me check. See, this is super interesting. This has got to be some sort of like temple or stronghold or yeah, yeah. I mean, like it's that. not exact. It's not like a perfect seam, Ted, but it is generally like it goes straight up five feet, made out of carved stone, and then it basically like you know it's basically like a lip, and it just there's there's something up on top there that you can't quite make out. Um, Does it look like there's some sort of building or anything like that on the on it past the wall? Uh, let's see where you're standing. Uh, let's see. If, uh, yeah, you do I... you do see something over there. There appears to be um I mean it is right at the edge of their torchlight, but right in the center of that of that island. You see you think you see and the island I guess would sort of it sort of raises up like a little bit like there's a slight mound across the top of it, right? So at the very height at the middle of the of the island, there is appears to be three stone coffers. Oh, the coffers, not buildings. Coffers, yeah, and the in the middle one appears to be slightly larger than the other one. They were keeping something in, baby. Right. Would you say that's an accurate cross section of what you're describing? Uh, what are the? Oh, on the left. Oh, that's. Cool. Yeah, but so, if that if these are coffers at the top, the then they're like a little bit. They're more towards the center of the thing, you know. But yeah. Right, but then the bridge goes up. It's broken here. Continues up to here. And yeah, the, the, that's pretty much it. Like a, a flat top of the wall, and so then the river is correct. Like that, that's correct. Yeah, but remember, it's only five feet, so like the the slope is not that not that big. I'm not trying to draw this to scale. No, I know. I, I just want to make sure that you know, like this is not like a huge, you know, architectural Can I achievement. The bridge <laughs> and trying to determine what caused it to fall down. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Do you guys look at the ceiling? No, that was my next question, actually. on you from above. Yeah. So the bridge itself, um, you can't quite tell. It looks like, like there, it's um, uh, there, it's wooden planks basically, right, with rope um that are tied to anchored anchored stone posts um, and the planks themselves it looks like the rope has um been shorn, um, and some of the planks are actually like drifting in the current, like they're just sort of, you know what I mean, like they're just sort of like being tugged by the current loosely. And the same thing with the with the other remnants on the, on the other side, um, but it's impossible to tell like what exactly 
destroyed it because those remnants are sort of like in the water. You know what I mean? Right. Um, the cavern itself is about 15 feet high, just so you guys know. So within Torchlight? Within Torchlight, yeah. You can actually see the, you can see the cavern itself. Now you're back into like a nat another natural cavern, right? This is no longer constructed like you were before. Um, at this point, after exploring this area, um, Bregan has her arrows ready, so her turn goes by. And she can join you again. And so can okay. Willem. Okay. So the ceiling... We can see the ceiling. You can see the ceiling, yeah. 15 feet high. And it's high enough that it's got plenty of clearance over the coffers or whatever they are. Mm -hmm. Yep. And what we don't know is what's beyond our little island, but we should be able to see what's to the left and the right. Like, where yeah. is this river coming from and going to? Is there, like, an opening in the... Yeah, so it does appear to continue on past the... Um... Uh, both to the east and the west. Once again, the current is flowing from the west to the east. Right. Uh, but there is no other point of purchase along it, right? So, like, when you're looking at your torchlight, it basically, it just, it's just, like, water that kind of goes off into the darkness, you know what I mean? Right. And, uh, John, if I were to go over, like, right here... Yeah. ...with the torch... Yeah. ...what would I see up here? Would I see, like... Something like this, you know, that the there's water on both sides of the island. If I'm standing right at the farthermost corner, would I see like a tunnel here? And uh, let me let me get a gander here. Um, like my issue was that the that the map, like right where you're looking, is exactly where the page division is. So I I needed to switch to oh, a yeah. two page spread to look at it. Um, right. So let's see, you're thirty feet. All right, yeah, so at that edge, you can actually see a couple of interesting things. The It's obvious that the river basically widens out and then circles the island, right? Obviously, right? So, right. Um, but right. then it, it narrows back down to a 10 feet as it continues as it continues to the west, right? But that's where the water is coming from. Um, now, right where it widens um, on the northern section there. Okay. You see something interesting. Ooh. Let me switch back to my normal view here so I can Open see. My retirement fund. Because I am old. Um, there appears to be another strand of beach there. And there is, looks like a beached uh, rowing boat is actually uh, up, a, you know, like half in the water, but, but dragged up onto the sand. Okay. Directly to the east of it. Uh, of that boat appears to be an intact wooden bridge that spans between that strand of beach and the um, island. Okay. You think we could grappling hook the boat and drag it back over? I think it's worth trying. So that boat, Ted, is sort of like half in the water directly below that bridge. Do you know what I mean? Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Not a huge deal, but... So it actually so... makes it easier... I can't say this with absolute certainty, but the impression I'm getting is that probably one contiguous river. Mike yep. and I did, did not encounter this room. No, we didn't get this far. Which, which means... But I bet they're connected. I think the river is, because if we had continued down the river, I think it would have come here. But that means yep. that the only access point that we are aware of 
for the cavern where we heard the crying voice is halfway here, basically, or whatever, right? Like, yeah, it's up, way off up, the, up, up on the river float. Um, because there wasn't another like piece of infrastructure leading to that, that entry piece. Um, but it might be on the other side. But yeah, I don't know, just something to keep in mind. There's some other large cavern. Yeah. Um, Should we okay, take a pee break? Uh, sure, you can absolutely take a break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, guys, we will see you in just a short minute. And we're back. Uh, you can see that we have spent our time wisely here. <laughs> <laughs> Got some artists Very in the group. Purchase. Very accurate. It's actually been two weeks. I've actually commissioned professional artists. Um, they've come in and done some work for me. At much expense to myself. My wallet's much lighter. But as you can see, it's paid off marvelously with these accurate oh, yeah. representations of our characters, Alfred, Gwillem, yeah. and Argus. I'll let the audience... Uh, to... Who's who? Yeah, exactly. Who's who? All right. But, uh, so, okay. yeah, I like your uh, your idea, Gwillem. We, rather than going full hog onto trying to get onto this island, let's go check what's behind us. Uh, right okay so the fungi actually i should say um behind yeah, you here, yeah, yeah. yeah on the walls themselves this black um this uh black fungus um they're actually like long branching fronds they actually look sort of like like a cross between like ferns and seaweed sort of um like antlers almost right and they grow up to almost like two feet long at some points and they're jet black and glistening um and they're growing on the walls in clusters gross Right. And when you kind of look at them closely, you see that they appear to be coated with some sort of slime is where the glistening is coming from um, with uh, crystalline scaly patches on them as well. They're quite disgusting looking. Quite large too, as I could say. Like some of them are actually reaching like two feet long. Spikes coming out. Anything you want to do with them? Uh, no no spikes, but they're like, they're like, like, like antlers, right? Are there like, you said there was detritus in the hallway, bones... Stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yep, and there was that um, that tin necklace. Okay, I'm gonna go grab like a, a longish bone, a femur, a rib, something that I can find like that. Okay, you can easily find anything that you. I'm would gonna like. hold my breath. I'm gonna I'm gonna extend that femur as far out as I possibly can, and I'm gonna tickle one of the fronds. Okay, it uh, it moves and jiggles a little bit. Um, but does not emit any spores or anything like that. Does it leave slime on the bone? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Doesn't like drip I'm off going... or anything like that, but it coats it with like some sort of like glistening substance. I'm going to investigate the slime. Okay. Um, Smell it. It. Look at it. So it, it the, the slime itself is clear and it does not appear to have any sort of smell to it. It appears that the color of the fungi is natural you know in in the meat of it itself right like not not in the um not in the, right it's not the slime itself that is black the slime appears to be giving it its glistening appearance when it's in your torchlight right. okay so avoid huh avoid yeah do we do we want to investigate this anymore or should we just move on i say I... We... Oh, sorry go ahead Ted. no 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 I want to take a little piece of jerky from my dried rations, which is made out of meat, like me. Mm -hmm. Organic, right? Okay. 
and I want to try and tickle the frond with that beef jerky. Here <laughs> <laughs> you go, fungi. <laughs> That's nasty, dude. <laughs> Nothing happens. It's a little bit of slime coats your meat. You right, do. and does the frond have seem to be interacting <laughs> at all with my meat? Oh, my God. Uh, I, I think you found the title to this week's episode. Uh, <laughs> uh, no. Frond uh, tickling no. with my yeah. meat. The frond is repulsed by your meat. Yes. <laughs> we all do that. <laughs> I want to take a little taste of the slime. Oh, really? You want to taste a little bit? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, uh, roll me a d6. You have the scarlet uh, rot. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> a six. Yes. Either really good or really bad. Yeah, all right. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, you, you take a little taste and you're like, I can't see. I can't see. I'm blind. And you are you a blindness washes over your eyes, and you literally cannot see. That's awesome. Love that for you. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we're leaving. <laughs> see you later. Uh, you're a wizard, right? You got you got magic, I think, for this sort of scenario. David, you seem to be uh, not realizing that we just discovered a a toxin that makes people blind. I love it. I, I you should rub rub some arrows and shit in there. I totally agree. Uh, uh, first of all, a, a turn goes by, um, and Gwillem, your torch goes out, but Argus's is still lit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I do not have any glassware to capture some slime with, although I believe Matt had at some point, but we should definitely keep that in mind. I agree. I um, actually um do have a bottle it's still full of whiskey huh. well uh, you can rectify that pretty quick yeah because that's definitely what we need is a drunk fighter and a blind wizard <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know what else i have that i could put um um and then but you i mean a uh, brigan could just rub arrows in it and i know i know I know. How many tinderboxes among the three of us or four of us do we have? Uh, I have one. I've got one. Do you got one, Quillen? Yeah. We all have one. Somebody empty out their tinderbox and you've got a box. You can fill it up with frond. Right? I'll do it. Wait, yeah. I'm blind. I can't. I volunteer my tinderbox to somebody. Alright, I'll empty his tinderbox out. Yeah. Uh, and we'll... You know, take a knife and snip off some of the frond tips into the box, and then close it up. I'm confused and... if it's the slime or the frond that blinded. He licked the slime. The slime on the frond. Okay, it's it's an excretion of the frond. It appears that... to be yes. Okay, okay, that, that makes sense. All right. I mean, I guess I could try and scrape it with the knife, but I was just going to just cut off a bunch of chunks into the yeah, box. Cut off the it's smart because it might need to stay fresh. All right. So, so are you little... are, are you taking Alfred's tinderbox then? Are you keeping it? Yes. I well, I'll give it back to him so he can carry it. Okay, so our no, friend. No, no. Okay. no I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this and give it to Bregan and say, uh, Oh, okay. You wanted, her, you wanted her to use it, right? I don't know. I That's don't care whether she does or not. I think we've. I'm putting it on her inventory so we okay. don't. That's what, I, that's what I need to know. So, Alfred, your your load is lightened if it had encumbrance value, so you need to mark off the tinderbox. And then, Gwillem on Bregan's things, don't. Say it's a tinderbox because there is nothing in it that allows you to light anything. So just call it like you know a, a miniature, you know, a, a box with with fronds in it. Same same encumbrance value though, which I assume is one. <clears throat> yeah. 
Um, I have not. Let's see. That's a packed item. All right. Okay. Uh, Alfred, put your shoulder, put your hand on my shoulder here and just follow behind me. All right. Sounds good. Argus, as you as you were about to, um, you guys were planning on going back down the corridor. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. So when you're about to go back down the corridor, out of the corner of your eye, along the eastern side of the strand, um, near where the where the strand meets the river up there, um, okay. You think it's just like I don't know your peripheral vision or a, a trick of the light or something like that, but it makes you do a double take and you you see it again. Um, is there's some sort of almost two dimensional humanoid shape? Uh, of, that appears to be made out of like shifting rainbow colors that kind of fade from like bright into, into dim. And it's only when it kind of goes into its bright shape and it, and it kind of glides over the water that you can actually see that it's actually humanoid in shape. And you see it pass ghost-like over, over the island itself and then disappear over the top of like the knoll on top. Right. But it's very, very strange. It's like a, like a rainbow colored ghost, but like um like a two dimensional cutout, right? Like, like it doesn't a have a business might do. Oh no. Definitely with prismatic in, in color and 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 nature. Okay, new plan. I think this I think this is either the Prismist or something the Prismist is doing. Uh, I will explain what I've just seen to the blind wizard and see what the blind wizard thinks. The blind wizard thinks nothing. Blind wizard Many pissed. magical effects could be uh, could <laughs> could occur in such a, a, a study. Okay, um, uh, you uh, Alfred, you you have not heard that like you know the 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 high ranking members of the of the Prismas in the, in the institute you know had you know could do something like this. You have no idea. Yeah, just right okay. beyond, beyond your ken, unfortunately. So. Can we go back and get that door and use it to bridge the gap on the bridge? Would it be big enough? The door. That we collapsed the, onto the mummy? Did we carry uh, it in here? No, that was a seven foot, right? Like the the caverns here are seven feet tall, so it's probably a little bit smaller than that, and the, the width, the span width is ten feet. But you said that it wasn't fully broken, or is it effectively fully broken? Uh... Well, it does like, yeah, no, I guess I could kind of buy that. It is like a couple pieces are actually extending from either end out into the water. And it's possible that uh, we could try to swim tethered and then rope a, a line across. Or we could try this door and lay it down on the bridge and see if it works. Oh, I thought, I, oh, yeah. yeah, sure. Okay. I'll say this, like, you, you, could, you could visualize in your head the door would definitely be able to fit across the remnants of the bridge, um, but there would be a, a slight chance that the whole thing would sort of collapse underneath you when you attempted to cross. But I would make it, I would make it minimal. We use that in a rope so that you don't have to put all your weight on the, uh, on the bridge, right? Well, only if we could tether the rope at both ends. I'm not sure how we would do that. It might just be that we tie the rope to one person, he crosses... Then we can tether the rope and tethers it, and then yeah. everyone can cross more safely. Um, yeah. Before we do that, do we want to check out the small chamber, hallway? Uh, no. Oh yeah, I should say as you um, back when you were actually going down the eastern east west passageway, right? Like as your torch light, it 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 showed two more doors on the northern side at those regular intervals, right? Um, and actually here. And here. Correct. Yeah. And then when you were at the door that led towards the sandy beach, 
um, it would the torchlight would have shown you the end of this corridor, at least what, from what you can tell, lies five feet beyond that last door. Like so? Correct. Yeah. Okay. So we've got a few more small sarcophagi rooms. Potentially. They're going to have well, magic crowns in them. but One door that had a was like a really stout door. Oh, Ted, uh, you, you drew you, you drew one too many doors. There's actually only two more beyond the door that you were at. You, oh. drew, you drew three. And then there's the southerly door, which was sturdy, but the key we have might open it. Correct. That was Iron Bandit. Correct, yeah. So we, we, don't, we don't have to do that. I'm just imagining if we get into some giant mummified trifecta on this platform and we flee and fall into the river and end up somewhere who knows where right it may there's be no, easier Go there's no you got it Ted. that's good mystery. there's no door here is that right that's correct yeah there's only the one door that you can see that appears to be a much more sturdy iron banded door yeah, and okay. you, you have it you have it marked correctly that one. I, all right breaking and i are going to go get the door and haul it back and we're going to slide it out over this okay yeah uh, grabbing it and bringing it all the way that, back is going to take a turn. Yeah. While they're doing that, can I also inspect to see if there's a keyhole in the sturdy southerly door? You want to investigate that door? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Sure. If that's what you want to do. Um, so it's a I'll, solid I'll dark... the corner and try. Solid dark wood, cast iron bands. Um, it has a, uh, a pull bar, like a pull handle, but there is no, um, there's no keyhole. Um, can I listen at it? Certainly, yep. Uh, let me see if you hear anything. You hear nothing. All right. Interesting. And the pull bar's on my side, so it's barring from inside. You're saying. Like, uh, it's it's blocked from my side, so I would be preventing someone on the other side from coming in. You... Uh, it, there's, a, there's, like, a pull handle... So it appears that oh, it open it oh, it, it, it opens outward, but there's no keyhole. If you were looking for, okay, you know, for you your there was like a, um... a bar, no, there's okay. no bar. Oh, bar. Yeah, but there are iron. The the doors itself is reinforced with iron bands in order to strengthen it, but it's not actually. Right, right. Here. Cool. You have not touched the door. You've only listened to it. Uh, that's an interesting prompt. L listen, listen at it. <laughs> You yeah. have not touched the door. Right? <laughs> I don't want to touch the door. No, exactly. I don't assume anything. <laughs> um, uh, all right. Um, I'm going to follow them back to the, the, the bridge making process. Okay, cool. You can just hustle back there in the same turn as they're moving it backwards. Um, you lay it across. Um, it just, um, as you had guessed, Argus, um, it lays, you know, right at the edge of the, of the solid parts of those bridges, right? Um, at a slight slope. But it's sort of like any sort of like, you know, if the weight is not right or um, uh, any sort of jostling at all, it's going to cause it to slip on one end or the other, right? Um, can, we, can we frap it with some of our rope? Can we like wrap the doors to make it more stable and then and then use some of that rope to connect it to the debris on our side? So there's stone posts that are definitely you know, well into the, those are as stable as it's going to get, right? They're good, right. that are good anchor posts or anchor points. But, um, uh, the, uh, 
it, unless you tell me, but uh, the, to me, like I, I'm, I'm picturing the door in my head. I don't see any places where you could anchor anything to the door. What if I took some of the iron spikes we got from uh, Beth Milda and sort of nailed the door to the remnants of the bridge? Okay. Or like wedged it somehow so that it wouldn't shift. Or use the pythons to tie the rope to the door and then to the stone uh, pillars. One. Okay. I can, I, I'll buy that. Take a turn to get all that shit done. All right. Go, go I, ahead, David. I don't want to... Feel free to ignore me. Uh, abundance of caution. If we nail the board down to make this so sturdy that it will be hard to remove and we have to run, we lose the opportunity of kicking this away for whatever's chasing us. That is true. Just a thought. Right. <clears throat> That's why I was going to say tie the rope to the pythons. The pythons are on the door. Then we can still cut the rope if we need to. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Sure. You're not actually nailing it to the posts. Yeah, yeah I, can, I can visualize sure it. We need to do a, a speed yeah. retreat. Okay. We can just take it away. Cool. I dig It'll it. It'll be a little slower, but yeah, I get it. That takes, yeah, okay. That takes a turn. Um, right. But you, you makeshift this thing. Um, it's also very noisy uh, when you do this. You do not yeah, see anything figured. react untoward uh, that you can see um, as you work uh, with your pythons and stuff like that. Do you have... By the way, like, you know, like something to hammer this shit in with. Do you have like a hammer? Does anyone have a hammer? Uh, I have a mace. I assume there was not a hammer with the. No, uh, I don't, I don't want to get too pedantic, but I just mean like if you're if you're putting pythons into wood, you're definitely, you know, it's not a. Yeah. But I, I think, a, you know, a mace could work in a pinch, I think. So that's fine. Um, okay. Right. So yeah, am I still blind? Uh, you are still blind. Yeah, so you're just you're giving moral support and giving ideas, which is what you're there for, really, as a wizard. I'm not. I'm not really uh, moral I support. Mean, so nothing has really changed about the makeup of the group. <laughs> uh, says the guy who killed the mummy, by the way. Yeah, so let's mummy. not forget. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, still blind. Um, and says so the guy who licked the frond. All right, so you reinforce it. So this is what I was going to say is like if you had left it just sort of like laying across freestanding across the remnants that I uh, would have made you roll a d6 and a 2 and 6 chance of um, the door falling in. Reinforcing yeah. it reduces this to a 1 and 6. Okay. Um so this will um I'm going to not to go first. I I don't want to have each person roll it. So I'm just going to say that it would occur if the first person can make it across and verify that it's stable, then they can usher the other people across with no problem. So it's only the first person that will have the risk. All right, David, right. you haven't rolled yet. You, yeah. you roll. Yeah, I'll put a rope around four. your rate. That's a four. Okay, great. Cool. Groom's like, no problem. I got it. <laughs> All, right. All right. And uh, yeah, your little makeshift contraption actually works, and you're able to scoot across uh, onto this strange little mini fortress in the middle of this dark, dark river. Um, right. Okay. Uh, the dimensions are, as I said, uh, a slight rise here. The cavern itself, um, actually, uh, looks like it's actually gotten like it, it actually domed over like the Island a little bit. So it's actually 20 feet high here, but that's basically like the same distance from the ground to the top. Now that you're a little bit higher out of the water, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Um, and yes, indeed. Let's see. 
We have some lawful. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah three stone coffers uh one that's a little bit larger in the center the moment that Gwillem sets foot on to to the island itself the moment that it happens the um the coffers themselves actually yeah. like they s slowly open and you see three creatures rise up out of them the ones on I, the, I the rope and pull the dridge back right now that's sorry Gwilym. <laughs> Gwilym, it's all you i was i was half, half half seriously considering sprinting to the boat so we could have the boat so yeah, not a bad well this doesn't this isn't like a very quick thing but let me let me you know as okay. you're sort of looking okay. in horror as this thing opens up you do have time to react and determine what to do but um coming out of the two coffers um to the side the smaller coffers are uh uh bl two bloated humanoid corpses that rise up out of and their flesh has been blackened completely uh blackened um so it's like just you know black charred bloated corpses rising up out of these coffers their eye sockets are gone there's nothing in their eyes but they're oozing a purple slime that is dripping down pus like down their cheeks um and they pull from their sides um uh, from their bloated sides long black blades of like an ancient make um, and they hiss at you like, uh, like, like in a sibilant way, like almost like a, like snakes themselves, as they look at you with cold hatred, uh, the ooze dripping down their face. However, in the center, coming out of the larger one, is a another bloated corpse. This one with pallid flesh, though, like pale flesh, and uh, you can see that this was obviously a. In life, it would have been female. Um, it has ornate arcane robes with what you can tell was some sort of ancient what you would probably assume to be some form of drunic script upon the robes themselves um but this creature has a no a pallid flesh noseless like just a nose cavity that looks into like you know a, a dark cavity where the nose once was but hideous is that there is three eyed two normal eyes but there's one eye that has been embedded in the top of its forehead um the the human eyes on either side are blind like they're milky white but the eye in the center is large and red like a sauron sort of eye like right in the middle of its head um and right. she appears to be oozing fluorescent green ooze coming from num numerous uh, pustules and buboes that cover her flesh and she is draped with gold jewelry on her arms and her neck Argus will immediately turn to just turns to to Alfred and says, "Alfred, don't look. It's too hideous to look upon." <laughs> yeah. What do you see? <laughs> yeah, Alfred. All you hear is all you hear is the stone cop, like the lids moving, like the stone against stone, and a sharp intake of breath as Gwillem <laughs> sees what he sees. So, uh, I, a couple thoughts. Work this out with me, John, mm -hmm. and and Ted. Yep. I have 50 feet of rope attached to my waist. I, you do. You well, saw a functioning boat on the other side of this yep. river, which is like your, 30, your left. 35 odd feet the other shore. From where you are, I would be guessing less than that even. 5, 10, 15, okay. 20. Oh, yeah, maybe 35 feet to go over the bridge and get into the boat, yeah. 
like to sprint for the boat and have you haul me back with the boat. Yeah. I have an idea. Just real quick, hear me out. Yep. You have a rope tied around you. Ted, you have the other end of the rope. Just run in a circle around the three of them. <laughs> Pull them all into the middle. <laughs> ah, it's perfect. It's genius. Snow they'll fall over and they'll explode. Snow speeder uh, style. I love, it. I love it. Um This is a bit of a, a, a silly idea, but I do think it'd be worth trying to get that boat, uh, Ted. Yeah. Um, so, now, John, my question for you yeah. is, uh, you described they're exiting this, but I don't imagine I would have stood there watching them exit for a minute and a half, right? So, Well, they don't, they don't take that long, but yeah. I know, they, but you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, uh, Dude, yeah. the point being is that I'm sprinting the minute the top of these doors start to move. Understood, yeah. once I see what comes out, right? Because I already know there's a zombie in them. Okay. Would that give me sufficient time to get, like, a... Uh, a lead uh, yeah 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 you're, yeah you're going towards the bridge my plan is to run straight to this boat jump yeah. in it and hand over hand pull myself with ted on the other shore with the boat to like here basically where that makes sense i've marked oh. the along. does that make sense it makes yeah. sense to me yeah yeah okay i got it yeah um i yeah. would say in fact what we'll probably do is hand the rope to bregan yeah now, bregan haul you in yeah. And I will uh, pull, the bridge. pull the bridge back, chop chop what we tied it with, and, and haul it back. Yeah, awesome. Okay, so that. yeah, you 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 sprint across, um, and as you're making your way across, uh, that's when the 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 center figure, the the woman, like rises out, you know, and um and and she the the head turns towards you she blindly looks at you but the red eye actually focuses on you and as you sprint over the bridge to the other side she says youngling worshiper of the young god you have spelled your own doom by setting foot upon this island <laughs> and i say over my shoulder uh, uh light-footed brother gwillem can never be caught by the likes of your decrepit gods <laughs> I promise you internal damnation in the ooze, elves. <laughs> she says, "Get them, my pretties," and like these, uh, the the black corpses start to stalk towards where you are. By this time, you're in the boat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, and uh, so you're gonna start to haul yourself backwards on your own rope that you're attached to back towards the bridge. Yeah, because I didn't know if there would be oars in the boat, so just to be safe, I'm gonna. Yeah, I mean, if there I are oars, that's great too, but. Okay. I'm very intrigued. Is on one side pulling, and I'm on the other yeah. just to make it happen quick. I'm that very intrigued by this. Uh, the ooze hells. I want to know more oh, yeah. about the ooze. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but but later. Uh, yeah, I'm pulling the bridge back. Generally, John. you go to an urgent care when you get the ooze hells. Ooze hells. Pulling, okay, so okay, so wait. You, uh, well, who's got the other end of the rope? Bregan has one end of the rope. Okay. And she's on the sandy beach, right? Hands. She's on the beach. Okay. I have, I'm tied to the other end, but. Gotcha. Not that it's necessary, but we're both pulling to shorten it, so it's extra fast. It's not just Bregan. I understand. Yeah. Yep. We're cinching from both ends. So I gotcha. Like really... Yeah. And Argus on is then also pulling the bridge, the sure. door yeah. out, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. All right. So, um, all right. You could definitely do your thing because they can't get to you. Um, what I am going to do is I want to. 
let's see. I'm just looking at the timing of it, whether or not it's worth it to roll initiative because they are definitely going to attempt to get across that makeshift bridge towards you as they're sort of like following you as you're making your, your quick little journey on your boat. You know what I mean? But Argus at the same time is working to get... Uh, but yeah. the way that you have it, all it would take would be to snip the rope, right? Yeah, yeah, I was thinking I would just slash with the sword and then start hauling the door towards me. Okay, if you're going to do that, if you're not going to try to rip out the pythons, then that's not a problem. So, um, yeah, so you, you slash the rope. Um, that uh, I'm going to say that rope is basically like useless now. Um, and then you, um, and then you're going to yank the, uh, the door outwards. So they don't rush, right? They, they're kind of slow moving sort of creatures as they, they've got right. time. Um, but they, uh, sort of like the Nazgul at the Buckleberry Ferry, right? Like they kind of get towards the edge of that thing and they kind of just balefully look at you, you know, weeping pustule eyes and the, and the glowing center red eye, um, right at the edge of your torchlight. Um, as you all safely collect yourselves, um, breathing heavily on the back at the sandy white beach, you could just see that red eye like pulsing in the dark. Love it. And then it, then it seems, uh, then it winks out of existence. Well, that's, that's even creepier. Um, okay. So much for following the reflecto figure 2D creature thing we saw. Um, guys, we got a boat. You, you do have a boat. Win. You do have a boat. Yeah. Uh, bo I don't want to go to the ooze hells. Uh, <laughs> um, John, just out of curiosity. Sorry. Yeah. Well, it's great we've got a boat. Um, are you prepared to try and work upriver? Well, this is what I was going to ask. Uh, are there oars? And if there are oars, do I get a sense that one could... Is the current so strong that we could not row upstream, or is it if we had a couple of people on oars, we could like make slow progress? Uh, two two things. For, it does have oars. I'll answer that real quick. Um, I need to retro when real quick. Uh, this is important. When you when you ran across that bridge, you had to run across the bridge and then get onto the beach real quick and then get onto the boat. Um, but yeah. something did happen actually when you stepped onto the sand off that bridge on the northern side. Um, okay. There. You notice that the, the that this beach is a little bit different than the one that you were on before, and that is soft white sand, but scattered amongst it are actually like six inch large chunks of quartz crystals that are dotted around in the sand, which actually reflect off of the light a little bit. And whenever you step onto the sand, those all those crystals that are sort of scattered randomly throughout the sand flare with a bright light the moment that you step onto the sand. Interesting. Okay, nothing. Harmful seems to happen because of it, and you're more focused on like the boat. But I just want to make that um, you aware of the, the, that, that light. Granted, I wouldn't be like inspecting around. I'm really going with the quickness. But do I see anything immediately on this beach now that it's lit up? Uh, that 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 would be. Uh, actually, make a make me a save versus spells. Uh oh. And you can use your magic bonus for this. Your wisdom bonus. While he's doing that, John, did that light flare up reveal the remainder of the cavern to us? Uh, this is actually dependent upon what he rolls here. I okay. rolled 13, and my safer spells is 15. 
so you failed. Okay, so um, strangely enough, you, you only kind of remember this now that you're safely back on the on the beach after the panic of the moment stopped. Um, that you remember that Argus said that whenever he investigated there and the torchlight was reached across, that he noticed some sort of faint prismatic light coming from a passageway to the west. Whenever you stepped on that sand and you were um, and the, the the light flared and you moved right to the boat, you didn't see any sign of a passageway at all. No indication that it seemed to be just like a normal shut off, like. You know, like like there's a stranded beach and there's nothing else, like no other egress anywhere. All right. Um, anyways, and then you were asking about the current, right? Uh, let me check the river rules here. Um, uh, yes, the current is quite strong. Uh, so moving upstream will actually require a strength trek each round that you attempt to move um, in order to move, uh, to, to, to grow upstream. Um, if you want to go with the current, you would move 30 feet per round. Oh. Per round. Right. So that's pretty quick. Um, yeah. Fast. So this, uh, we're, re we're reaching near the end. This actually seems to be maybe like a decent place to, to stop. Where yeah. did, uh, yeah. do we want to kind of figure out just the remaining minutes, just like what are your plans are, maybe? Uh, yeah. I'm going to beach this boat. If we need to make a hasty down the river, we can get back in it, I suppose. But, uh, yeah, pulling it well up the beach is good. Um, I'm going to say a turn goes by, by the way. I think uh, basically we've got, yeah, two choices. We go back to the, the sorry, we go back to the, the doorway hallway. Well, you don't want to fight these guys? What? Not so much. Um, or we try and, well, uh, let's, on the assumption that they might be trapped on the island to some extent yeah. we could conceivably go back to the beach where you've got the boat yeah. and explore that side speaking of which john you were you didn't uh you didn't answer the question which was when there was a flare-up of light was i able to make out the remainder of the the beach and cavern uh was it enough light to do that i'm gonna say no not in the panic of the moment Fine. right like it was just like a bite like poof you know Yep. Yeah. So we could go back to that north beach. I could look for the door that I saw that Gwilym doesn't see. That's kind of weird, right? I don't think heading upriver makes any sense right now. No, I, have to say, I suspect downriver is just death. And a strength check each round. And then if we go downriver, we're not going to be able to come back. So right. well, Exactly. Well, I mean, we might be able to strength check with two people on oars. I mean, I don't know. I guess we have to parse the rules on that. Uh, my my question would be, who put the boat here? We know there are waterfalls in the river that Mike and I traversed. Uh, which a uh, boat would not survive, presumably. So I'm wondering, from where and to where this boat is used to traverse, right? Unless it's like really banged up and it looks like it's gone over a waterfall. Well, now there's a good question. What condition is the boat in, John? Is it look recently used? Is no, it, it does not. Shape? It looks very, very old. Um, it is not in any danger of uh, you know disintegrating or springing a leak or anything like that. So it's still solid and all that kind of stuff. But it's 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 right. been down here for some time, yeah. like a long, right. long time. But like for example, like you know, Gwilym probably didn't notice. But when he jumped in the boat, did he see Prismist footsteps walking in the sand? You know, or like. <laughs> 
not that they could tell. Uh, once it, once again, it was a, it was a, you were uh, under duress, so that you could not take yeah. out a lot of information. Because what I'm thinking here is this boat might have been here, but why is it on the other side? Yeah, rather right. than this side, right? Meaning that whoever took it over there, still there, dead or alive. Hmm. Um, I see. That's what I'm getting at. Right. I kind of want to go over there. I gotta say. I, I don't. Yeah. I do too. But these guys on the island are scary as hell, and there is a functional yeah. bridge from the island to that shore. I bet they can't so, cross. Oh. That's a pretty big bet to take, though, dude. I know. What are they doing? Did they disappear? Did they totally evaporated the minute we. They didn't evaporate. They seem to have retreated from your torchlight, so that you could see them. into the darkness yeah. to yeah. look at uh, with their winky red eye. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we can we can decide next time. It's totally fine. Yeah. You got a, you still got a lot of options. Just so you know, your resource sort of thing here. You got one more turn left on Argus's uh, torch, and um, Elfric is still blind. Yeah. Uh, so be aware. How many torches do you guys have left? I, I have three. Three. I have I have five. Oh, you guys got plenty. Okay, I thought you were running low. Um, no. All right. Uh, that that's fine. Okay, cool. Not a problem at all. All right, so we'll figure it out next time whether or not they assault this island or try to, to move down river or, or move all the way back and search for more doors or something like that. Awesome. Um, lots of good stuff, though. All right, guys, thanks again. Yeah. Another awesome session in the yeah. Incandescent Grotto. So, everyone, thank you so much again for watching. As always, don't forget to like and subscribe down below, and we'll do some more dungeon crawling next time. So everyone have a great week, and we'll see you next time. Have a great night. Bye. Later. Bye.